All right, well, we are back. It is um, just past the holiday-type seasons of, uh, you know, whichever festive thing you want to do your festivities with. So we're back Oh, here. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, and not Kwanzaa, because that's that probably by a terrorist. Anyway. I think that probably covers all of our audience at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, no, there's... um. Oh, the other one. Uh, Happy Solstice. Yeah, there you go, Pagans. Enjoy. So, uh, we have uh, just, as a matter of fact, just today, not necessarily as of recording, but earlier in the day, received the full and tacit support of Elon Musk and the uh, outstanding new Twitter policies. I'll just read directly from the man himself. The new Twitter policy is to follow the science, which necessarily includes reasoned questioning of the science. So that's great. That's great. Now, we're just waiting to uh, get the confirmation, of course, that he will be joining us as guest. We haven't got that yet, but, you know, <laughs> all in due time. All in due time. Oh, that would be that would be hilarious. Oh, we covered it, Bats. Don't be that guy. Yeah, I told you. That's the one it's that would be a terrorist. Jeez, everybody knows. Exactly. Kwanzaa we're not going to celebrate. not celebrating some Marxist holiday from made up in the 60s. Wasn't it in the 70s? Oh, whatever. It was late 60s, I thought. Uh, yeah, I guess it uh, I guess it doesn't matter when, when we're talking about made-up stuff. Oh, speaking of made-up stuff, uh, did you hear that um, Zelensky went ahead and uh, came out of the closet? Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He has said that his government is preparing to participate in the uh, uh, World Economic Forum in Davos next month. Oh, okay. I thought he had come out with, like, you know, uh, assless leather chaps or something. Oh, no, he already did that. And a, and a German accent. Oh, yeah, I did that, too. Yeah, okay. You know. Went full-on uh, full Nazi Amsterdam, did he? Well, you know. You know how Klaus likes him. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, being fair, though. He likes him with a really bad accent? Possibly. Well, I... Guys, if, like, well, like, if, you had, if you had to make a caricature of a fucking Bond villain, holy shit, man. Yeah, he... He does fit the bill. Happy, generic European accent. Old, looks like he hates everybody, but doesn't want to tell him. So like, instead of having a social interaction, I'm just going to make the world's largest economic organization possible and then crush them. Ha, fuck you, Jerry from the coffee shop. I told you. Yeah, he's a... He's just got that look about him. The skits write themselves. It's ridiculous. They really do. I mean, just just taking into account the fact that he went to Burning Man, I think, last year, and his outfit was inappropriate for uh, a man of his place and privilege, I would think. Considering it was, I believe, a lacy banana hammock and uh, wings. Yeah. Well, nobody needed that image in their head. Nope. But it's out there. You can Google it if you're uh, so inclined. <laughs> nobody needs to Google it either. Nah, I you really don't. You. And I'm not going to put it up on screen for those watching right now because... Uh, you... That might actually get us banned on Odyssey. I mean, that's some that's some. I mean, YouTube, shit. probably, but Odyssey, I doubt. They're good to us here. Speaking of YouTube... Not to derail you further here, but this one does bring up curiosity. Wasn't it on the 16th that we were finally let go? Uh, nope. We are, so as of tomorrow, 
all strikes ah, are gone. And I right. will note, however, that the interview with Aubrey de Grey is doing gangbusters. Got 104 views on YouTube. So. A lot of folks are very interested in that. It's also doing well on uh, all the platforms, so it's really cool that people are checking that out. And of course, as uh, as you may well know or not, definitely give us a follow on Anchor. Just having the numbers there, it um, it helps. You know, drives engagement and that sort of thing. And after all, we are trying to organically grow this thing without. Uh, <laughs> Without having, you know, a uh, media system in place that doesn't utterly despise us and want to destroy us. All right, I got to read this out of the chat because this is fucking funny. So, it was, uh, you know, Marx is the true Santa from one. Marx is the true Satan from another. I said, dyslexics of the world untie. And then one of them responds, who are you calling dysgenic? Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Ah, and that's why you should be watching live at uh, odyssey.com slash at that fake guy Dan. Always to be found there. Colon A. Actually, no. You can just go uh, at that fake guy Dan, and it'll go okay. straight through. And if I've got a link going uh, live at any given time, it'll display right across the top of the page, very similarly to how YouTube does. They've basically nice. got uh, all their necessary functionality in, and it runs just great. So I gotta say, I'm happy to be here. I will have to reach out though and see if maybe we can get Tom or Julian on because man, that'd be cool. That'd be a very good chat. I'd like that. And I'd be kind of curious to see what uh, what kind of directions I've got going for this place, too. And, you know, since we're on the topic, and I don't know if I've ever updated this on the show here, but I do have a friend that's uh, out in Europe that's been utterly fucked with by the cops, up, down, left, right, and center. And Oh, right. So there's a small update on that. They uh, created an account to basically just document these abuses. And that account was uh, shut down because uh, one of the The individuals previously involved with a Twitter employee still has connections, as you can imagine. Or at the very least. No, no, on Twitter. Uh, That's, I was going to get to Oh, okay, okay. So everything's getting shut down all over the place, getting shut down on Twitter, even after Elon Musk has taken over. Yet Odyssey has stood completely firm. And uh, Tom, as a matter of fact, in addition to helping me out with the... uh, Premium Plus, set my friend up with right. it. So, you know, nice. all I can say is I like this place. They're they're good to me, and the FCC kind of hates them. So, good. they must be doing something right. <laughs> the FCC is one of those things that needs to go. <laughs> there is very little that they do that is good. Um, I mean, even the Title II reclassification for broadband would be a, a thing that would that they would you know, shriek about until the end of the day. Yeah. I just, it's like, so like the whole, the whole confusion around net neutrality, whether or not you should be for or against it. uh, A lot of that confusion was because of the motherfuckers working there. Just to put it clearly, it wasn't just the, uh, the double a mafia. It was also the assholes that they have working at the FCC. Uh, And you should have been against what they were calling net neutrality because it was the complete fucking opposite of it. That was the confusion at the time. Was you know, it was one of those uh, those little Marxist tricks where you just kind of, you know, you could say culturally appropriate the language to uh, say the opposite of whatever the fuck you're trying to say. Mm, indeed. For instance, like racist being uh, a completely racist definition in and of itself uh, when you look at it through the Marxist lens. Well, they yeah. should have they should have like a, a a new dictionary, like a translation dictionary for communists. 
That uh, just, that might be helpful, but then you know they just change the lexicon. Probably again. sell pretty well until they decide to to call you a racist for for making it or or whatever the fuck. Pick an isterism. Yeah, well, they'll they'll find an ism. They'll find one. No worries. Although I will say this, I I do like that. There's it's funny. There's a small push within within that branch of stupidity for uh, a bit of logical flex on the language, which I like to see because I think it is. It is utterly hilarious how uh, against the drive of the way the language is being used, it is. So mesia is hatred, whereas phobia is fear. And so there is a push to start using the uh, the suffix mesia instead of phobia. Oh, that's good, because I've got to be yeah, honest. I haven't met clear. a single gay I'm afraid of. Exactly. You know, I'm not out there worrying no, about some guy well, no, running that's up and I've never met like Jeffrey that. Dahmer in person. <laughs> I've only heard of him, so statement stands. Okay. So I, I just I think it's it's. Oh, and by the way, there was that thing recently. Speaking of uh, speaking of terrorists, uh, Kaczynski is still alive. The uh, oh, he is. I had heard that. Uh, there's a, there's the rumor a, a going around was that he had died. Yeah, the uh, that was uh, a fantastic 4chan uh, hoax. Probably because oh, it wasn't okay. spammed so that it got picked up. And uh, it was like, oh, well, that'd be interesting if the guy died. But no, uh, that was confirmed by the prison guards and blah, blah, blah. He's still alive. I guess some journalist who keeps tabs on him. Hmm. Oh. I know it's a long string of people that don't have a lot of credibility, but I, I believe that, you know, that if they're messing, if they're making that shit up, then, oh, would that be funny later? Hmm, true, true. I mean... Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they're trying to attach... And you can see it with the reason why a lot of... Fediverse instances are banned uh, or are defederated from other instances. Uh, as, as they started switching over the language, and it's really it's funny to watch it because these same people are still mean the same bullshit. They're just finally changing the language to slightly more adequately reflect what they really mean uh, or they, what they think they mean anyway. So it's, you know, instead of homophobia, homomesia, transmesia, etc. It's like, yeah, okay, so you guys are actually finally specifying hatred. Good. Uh, now, the funny the part is, is a lot of that funny. is, and it, well, it's a step in the right direction, even if it's still not <laughs> it's right. It's really funny, you know. It's 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 so it's so superficial. But well, it's, speaking it's of dysgenic, as a matter of fact, you know, oh. I mean, that's where a lot of the uh, negative feeling comes from. It's it's not that I hate you or that I'm afraid of you. It's that by your existence, you are destroying society. And that's, I mean, not to say that that's the hard and fast statement I'm making. Might be. Might not be. You'll have to catch me in person. But <laughs> the uh, that is the hard and fast statement that some people are making. And, you know, that's, that, that's something that has to be appreciated. Whether you agree or not. Sure. But yeah, so anyway, um, you know, rolling back from our, our uh, branch out here. <clears throat> yeah, indeed. So uh, something that we were talking about just before we hit the air here, and that actually kind of pertains to what we have been talking about, is the most recent drop on the uh, the Twitter files, which right. these are so important that I unblocked a New York Times reporter. Do you realize the gravity of the situation mm -hmm. when I unblock a New York Times reporter? That's fucking big. 
So anyway, yeah. I'll just Sounds read this like to you. Sounds like you've spent a couple hours in the toilet. To put it <laughs> mildly, it was a, you know, probably have to use a mace to put something like that down. Anyway, this uh, this one um, was released out through David Zweig. There's any number here, and I'll actually link the thread itself. But I want to read something very important because it's it relates directly to what we were just dealing with here with the channel, with our strikes. That, um, fingers crossed, are gone tomorrow and won't be coming back for some long while. But anyway... Reading directly off of this, when whether by humans or algorithms, content that was contrarian but true was still subject to getting flagged or suppressed. This tweet was labeled misleading, quote unquote, even though the owner of this account uh, at Isubuiz, a physician, was referring to the results of a published study, not unlike we have on numerous occasions referred directly to peer-reviewed articles. Not not even preprint articles, peer reviewed articles that have yeah, already had the rigor done. We're not even, as I said, we've we've gone to preprints, sure, and we've talked that it was a fucking preprint. Yeah, very careful about the uh, the the sourcing we do. Yeah, uh, and, and that's that's just generally speaking what Steve and I have to do on a daily basis. It's not like it's for. Anything, anything special about the show? It's literally you're in academia, you're in uh, profession, you're an engineer or a scientist, you're in core STEM. When you go through and you start talking about these things, you have to cross your T's and dot your I's. You don't, you know, check all your P's and Q's. This isn't like a, well, I'm gonna go ahead and have an argument on Twitter kind of thing. It's if you're gonna stake your reputation on it or you're gonna put it behind it, your your own academic rigor. You need to actually follow through on that, and so when we talk about these these different sources, that be very clear about what process they went through, and then we start tearing them apart. And there's that's what you're supposed to do. That's the normal process of working with these references. Yeah, well, that, that's science. That's just you good just, science. You you don't take get the to numbers read the headline and you tear and them the it. fuck down. You know, you, you bore to the bottom of what they mean so that you understand them. As opposed Unlike, to... Unlike, say, a journalist. Right. Exactly reads right. the abstract, gets the figures wrong, and then tries to say that the headline, was, or sorry, the title was the entire reason they picked it in the first place. Like, all right, man. Cherry, pick at your pleasure. And get it wrong when you're explaining it. But let me get that. But what this... I'll tell you this. If, mm -hmm. if I searched through papers by using the journalist interpretation of them, I would never get any work done. Like if that was the main reason, if that was the main way that I digested information from journal articles was through the lens of a journalist uh, at some rag or some blog. Like I, it's, it's disgusting how horrible that is for the public, uh, for the public understanding of what's going on in these papers. Well, one of the best examples is uh, that four-page, that little four-panel comic that's, uh, it's like, um, what is it? You've got a journalist and a scientist, and the scientist is like, um, I've come up with a new way to look at uh, previous events, and the journalist is like, oh, a scientist invents time travel. Let me see here, <laughs> scientist... Let me see if I can find that, because it's yeah, so just funny. I guess the scientist is a paleontologist. 
the amazing time travel of a fork. <laughs> scrape, scrape, scrape. Ah, <laughs> uh, not finding it right offhand. Of course, it makes. Oh, uh, let's not worry about makes it. Makes journalists sound silly, so Google is not going to help me. Uh, um, so, just to, to bring us back to the topic here, I know I'm, I'm doing it again. Certainly. Um, and, and on the way, I'll say this. Uh, so, la- as of last episode, I was suspended. I believe I was still suspended then, and that is uh, that is no longer the case. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Welcome back. Uh, I do. I have also seen plenty of people with because I, I know you, you told me not to keep in my bio anymore. Uh, link tree. Uh, oh, link, and apparently uh, that is okay. I'm gonna put it but back. Yeah, we didn't know because he was saying you can't do it, and exactly. then the terms are saying maybe you. No, he was saying you can. The terms were saying you can't. So yeah, it's like exactly. who, who the fuck even knows? Although let's see if this. Also, I've, I've, I'm apparently I'm now verified. Woo-hoo. Again, that is to say. <laughs> well, I had Twitter blue before. But like just to see what was going on, I have, I, and then I, I had to like redo it because I guess they finally cut it off, and I didn't realize that I was gonna do the verification thing until after I did that, and then I tried to go and change my name to get rid of all the emoji junk because I figured why the fuck would I keep that around from verified? That's, that was a funny joke in the past as it was to get people to go, you have so many emojis, and it worked, uh, but not necessary anymore. Yeah. Well, it, but, uh, uh, but have I, your yeah, I, I tried that. I tried that right after I I redid the billing, and I said that I'm not allowed to do that. So whatever. Well, I guess they can identify that uh, you can. There we go. Make proper that. use of many uh, emojis. But yeah, so I, I, as I got suspended, I I was like at what Twitter drop three Twitter files three or four, and I I've basically since lost. Uh, I, I was I basically lost patience trying to follow it because I had to deal with that shit. Yeah, that's um, fair. And you know, I, and I tried I I switched to another account when I was got suspended because it's like what the fuck's going on? If the, the app's bugging out on me, and then that account and I think that it was already been flagged by the people who did that, so that's probably wasn't like because I switched. Um, that account also got nuked, and it was said because it was ban evasion. It's like oh, I didn't ban evade. I was so clearly it was also flagged. And, uh, and and I, so I didn't want to go through that. Try, and I explained this to you before, actually. So I, I didn't want to go through that that BS than anything else. I was just kind of how leave it alone until it settled itself. And thankfully, it's settled. I have to figure out what to do with the other one now. Yeah, yeah. you had mentioned that. Oh man. So yeah. So we're on on release nine or whatever now. Yeah. But yeah, so so New York Times PETA decides to uh, say something, and you have to go and see what they're saying. Nope. I found it. I found it. I'll just read this thing off because it's so hilarious. How science reporting works. You've got a journalist and a scientist. We discovered, uh, we destroyed 10% of cancer cells in a lab rat's tail. The uh, headline being, Cancer Cured! The uh, <laughs> follow-up from the scientists is, we didn't cure cancer, we're just moving faster towards a future treatment. Headline, time travel discovered! Uh, and then, of course, the follow-up <laughs> finally being the uh, jur- the uh, scientist saying to the journalist, fuck you, man. To which uh, the uh, journalist 
puts out scientist rapes reporter. So hashtag yeah. learn to code. Indeed, <laughs> much much to be done. Oh man! All right, so let's silly see. times, silly <laughs> silly times in which we find ourselves. To be sure, showing so uh, blah 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 association. I mean, I'd have to look at the paper, but yeah, I see that. So it's, it's from Nature. Although Nature lost a lot of credibility with me when they published the uh, a, a refutation of the lab leak hypothesis and they promoted the uh, uh, the the pangolin or whatever the fuck hypothesis. What you don't think that Zitch. a pangolin inserted itself into a bat cloaca from which they uh, mated and bred the the soup of ages? Yeah, I, mean, I realize that matter animal was cloaca, present at the time, but whatever. I'm sure there was antimatter involved too. Yeah, so I, I mean, again, I mean, I trust this one through the peer review process. I have to look but, at it, but but yeah, again, but nature, while you're doing that. I uh, just want to actually dwell on this uh, most latest of the Twitter files because what it does is yeah. it shows that there's a direct portal and that Twitter is essentially, uh, up until very recently, completely subservient to government interests. Now, that's just Twitter. We've already had Mark Zuckerberg come up and testify that he worked directly with the FBI and then through a... Uh, through a whistleblower, we learned that they have their own direct FBI portal. Now, with these same Twitter files, we learned that, well, these same requests were going out to other places. Google, LinkedIn, Instagram. So it's all really quite telling. And it uh, it's really quite incestuous. And this does, uh, to be fair, this does go back to the Trump White House. Now... Yes. Were those meetings one thing that of, was the, uh, of the same the kind of frequency? Oh. Say? Absolutely Oh, and I'll also say this. Um, I'll also say this from the last time we talked. Sure. Uh, fucking told you that they were selling this service. This is not something that they just sell to the local police. You know, they spent millions of dollars. Uh, the federal well, government spent millions put it of out, dollars. Um, somebody said that... Uh, Elon Musk thought that he was buying a social media platform, but in fact he was buying a PSYOP on demand service. That was a... He bought a crime scene is what he did. He did? He bought multiple crime scenes. Yeah. Many, but again, so many, if they spent, what, three, three or four million dollars? Uh, again, this is them buying access through Twitter's backend designed for providing this service to law enforcement agencies of you know, local, state, and federal levels. This is not something that is, is they're, you know, they're being held hostage to a national security letter, although I'm sure they have several of those sent to them, uh, or to a, um, a subpoena or whatever. This is them saying, okay, you know what, we'll cooperate with you directly, and this will be our fee for that associated with this service. Here's our, here's our website. Go ahead and go there and log in and, and request the information. Here's the cart checkout. Put your nice shiny federal uh, P card right in there and uh, buy it with taxpayer dollars. Mm. And your dollars at work. Three to four million dollars is not is is not like enough to save Twitter's budget. But at the same time, that's you know Well, I mean if you weren't literally burning money in a giant fire, that might but 
you know, when you are burning money in a giant fire, yeah, it's a little bit harder. I'd rather have that money put towards something more fundamental, like, I don't know, say, fucking election security. Or, or, hear me out, we could see, maybe, theoretically, if a giant robot glove that's made of metal can snap. <laughs> we could, oh, wait, uh, oh, never, that's a stupid, that's a really stupid idea, actually. Because we already spent the money on that and found out that, no, in fact, it can't. And we were able to do it for less than a million. It only cost a couple hundred thousand. Man, I'm telling you. Well, like, when the, I hear the, those kind of figures being thrown around, I gotta tell you, like, the amount of stuff I could do with that kind of cash. Yeah. I, mean, I look back at the funding I've had for my research, and I think if I had if I had a million dollars alone, you know, let alone more than that, let's spend it on this shit. Thing thing that bothers me the most about the uh, these assholes tracking people on Twitter that was eighty um, eighty federal agents tracking people on Twitter is it's not it's not even just that like they missed all the fucking child porn which they're no doubt looking at and enjoying on their own time missed quote unquote right like you know while you're miss all there, the shots you don't like, take but, anyway. Like it's, it's like you, know, you think like there's the there's the three or four million dollars they paid. Well, each one of these motherfuckers is getting paid. Like, why the fuck are we pay- why why are we paying for this? They're they're looking at people gossiping on Twitter. Like they're not looking for fucking foreign agents. They're not out there actually preventing people from interacting with hostile foreign governments spreading any bullshit. They're preventing people who actually are talking about things that they know about here. Domestic, you know, United States citizens, they're interfering with their free speech. They, they, this is, it's so flagrantly fucking illegal and unconstitutional. It certainly is. As a matter and of fact, what you're going to see that, is that um, the same people who are taking advantage of it, that just promised that they're going to go in there and clean house, these same motherfuckers are going to do nothing about it. Well, it's and, uh, as a matter of fact, and, it's and so I don't know who was convinced. I don't know who was fucking convinced that a Republican majority is going to fix this, where a Democrat majority wouldn't. All these assholes are in on this scheme because all of them benefit from it. I mean, I, you might get one or two of them that are actually going to give a shit and try to do something. Oh yeah, uniparty mouthpieces are not entirely helpful. But like I was saying there, you know, we can look directly at that. And in uh, the summer last year. Biden literally said that social media pe- uh, companies were killing people by allowing vaccine information. I don't know if I'm quoting this perfectly, yeah, but I'm quoting directly. And hours after that, Alex Berenson's Twitter account was suspended. Like, just to be clear on this, too, I think his account should have been left alone. Alex Berenson is not a sharp tack. No, he's kind of an asshole, but... He's kind of a dipshit, too. Maybe. But either way, he did bring up a number of valid points and a lot of really useful information that people should have had available to them. And being uh, that the White House essentially declared him an his enemy of the state... His misinterpretations aside. His misinterpretations aside, he should have... He was actually... He, I'll give him this. When he cited an official source, he cited an official source. He then proceeded to misinterpret the data presented by the official source. That's his right. Whatever. But if he's citing an official source, that matters. Fact is, they didn't come down and say, well, he's 
spreading misinformation or whatever the fuck. It's like, and, and, if, and instead of pointing to his interpretation and, I don't know, doing something smart like correcting it, they want to sweep it under the rug. It's like, okay, well, what about all the times he cites an official source? Why is that source not being popularly published? Why is that not something people can point to? You assholes published it, and then you say he's not allowed to talk about it. That screams... That screams incompetence on your part, not his. Well, you know, another example of that... They murdered this guy. A perfect example of that is what the CDC has just recently done in the past weeks. They have removed all defensive gun use data from their databases. And they've done that, of course, because that data is incredibly inconvenient to their human rights control debate. And their human rights control remit, where they want to remove the human rights from people because they are very scared by blacks, amongst other things. But, you know, I like going back to that thing one. That's the thing that's most disgusting about it is you look back at the history of gun control and it's, it is incredibly racist. Oh, yeah. New York's trying to argue their uh, new, um, what was it, uh, Concealed Carry Improvement Act or whatever the fuck they called it. As uh, oh yeah, uh, native uh, native Indians, the red man, he was he was too dangerous, too dangerous to have one, and you know we had that in place back in 1791. So obviously, you know if we can't let a red man have a gun, we can't we can't let some uh, some Negro have a gun either, or you know a poor goodness. Yeah, it's it's it is it is disturbingly racist. No, nope. uh, I am allowed to say red man. I am a red man. Thank you, Elizabeth Warren. Fuck off. Oh my God. Yeah. Betty Crocker has more. Betty Betty Crocker has more engine in her than fucking Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren has less uh, Native American in her than the average of the entire United States, minus Native Americans. Like there mm. are probably more people from the Indian subcontinent with Native American in them than fucking Elizabeth Warren. Oh yeah, she probably got. Uh... There's probably more poo in there than there is feather, I'm sure. I mean, and she is full of shit, so, you know. Well, my favorite part about the whole thing was with where the Native American DNA is sourced. It's the same as Oh, yeah, it's the fucking other, Mestizo. Uh, like, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've talked Columbia, about this, actually. Peru. Yeah, Colombia, Peru, and uh, I can't remember what the other one was. It wasn't Mexico. I think it was... No, it's like Aztec or, or uh, whatever. Like, that DNA. Like, those... Yeah, it's yeah, like those it's, DNA sets. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's Central and South American. Yeah, it's like there in, there in, isn't like that, enough that, that of an nexus. actual American Indian DNA data set to, well, they don't, to really do. Well, it. they don't trust they don't trust these companies, so they don't give their DNA to these companies. In other words, they are smart. period, period, and they Good will plan. never do it. And 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 it's and it's it's really funny because then they start talking about Native American ancestry, and they mean American as in the Americas, uh, North, South, and Central. They don't mean as in the United States because they don't give them. It just doesn't happen. And they keep trying, and it's never going to happen. They, like I think they aren't even allowed to uh, offer it on tribal grounds. That's kind of most awesome. Of the, uh, and, and most of the reserves. Well, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of awesome, and I kind of like it. I mean, it would well, be nice uh, to have again, that data, but fuck those guys. They're so assholes. <laughs> But so so the 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 data you get from someplace like 23andMe is just 
Well, not only that, so I, actually. So I, I went ahead and I went ahead and I did it because I think I thought I'd be, I get with these kind of things. I end up putting myself out there because I think it's it's interesting to get the kind of information because I can give better recommendations to others. And I got to tell you, like the the um, the the difference between getting the table of contents view that you get from Twenty Three and Me versus the uh, and we're talking table of contents of like the entire fucking Encyclopedia Britannica here. Uh, you get twenty six letters at the at the Twenty Three and Me. And if you go and get your genes sequenced um, properly, you get a proper DNA sequencing. That's like getting the entire setup in the encyclopedias instead of like the first fucking page. Um, it's really that big of a difference. And despite how much data you are shown, and you got to keep in mind, your full gene sequencing is on the order of a handful of gigabytes. You know, you, you when uh, or you know a couple hundred gigabytes uh, when they they do it properly. I believe that. Um, so, so well, what you do is is you, you know, you send them your sample. They sequence it, and if you do it through your uh, through your uh, your your GP or your doctor, then they send a hard drive to your doctor that has the data on it. So all you need is a generic 500 gig hard drive, you know, or whatever whatever size they have available on hand. I'm sure that if they get a bulk deal, then it's going to be that whatever the minimum size is. If not. You know, you might have some extra room for some MP3s or whatever. Uh, but they'll send that to them, and it could be, um, these days, could be on a thumb drive. I've got several one terabyte um, USB keys sitting in front of me here. Yeah, it's uh, so totally not far fetched to have a mail thumb drive these days. Because, again, you're just going to be reading the data from it. It's not like you're going to be doing a whole lot of manipulation on it. But yeah, so they'll send you the full sequence in that way. And, and the full sequence would be way better. And there are companies out there now that are offering full sequencing. It's finally, you know, the whole $1,000 barrier has been cracked well uh, over years ago now. But, you know, still, you go to these 23andMe companies, you know, uh, Ancestry.com, whatever. Now, as a matter of fact, actually, I, I want to dwell on really that for just a quick second. Much, because I think you. it was 23andMe, I think it was them specifically that uh, they had some employees that came out and said, oh, yeah, what we're doing is, like, just if we see somebody that's sent in their DNA and they're from, like, you know, the Deep South or, you know, the Midwest, we'll just add a little bit of African in there just to do it, just to make them think so that they're African-American. The the company that does the processing of samples has nothing to do. So Ancestry.com and 23andMe and several others, I believe, use basically the same couple other companies it's it's largely the one um and i think it was smarter every day went and did a video on one of them uh that the one that does 23 and me but basically that they the processing center has nothing to do with any of the data analysis that comes afterwards just to be clear on on where where you should be focusing your ire here the processing center also lives by the customer demand if you if you say you don't want your sample kept they toss it directly into the garbage bin right there and then if you do want your sample kept, uh, sample kept, sample kept, they will put it. Thank you. They'll put it in a uh, in a, a basically a, um, a low temperature freezer, you know, like a like a lab freezer. So not the one you have in the house. So not minus twenty C, more like minus seventy. Um, and it'll sit there. And if you if they update the sensors or whatever, and you your part you've opted in to whatever thing it is, they'll run your sample again because you know you send in about a, a milliliter or two of saliva, which is plenty. 
but they run it directly from that sample. They'll take out you know a twentieth of a milliliter drop. So that's basically the drop you get out of a dropper. Uh, is, so you get about what twenty to forty uh, runs that you could do with your sample. And they'll put that through the system. It, it automatically does this thing where it strips out the DNA and, and runs it through the little microchip. Oh, that's cool. So, the, so all that happens there. They collect the data. Basically, what they're looking for is single nucleotide uh, permutations or perturbations uh, or, or polymorphisms. You know, so depending on who you're talking to in industry, uh, SMP is going to be any one of those things. Um, so the polymorphisms is more likely going to be what you're going to hear. So anyways, these SNPs or SNPs are, are what they're looking for. And there's basically one or two per gene, and you have about 25,000 genes. And so some genes are more, some genes are fewer. Some genes, they don't search for them because they don't have enough information from the literature to actually do any, any reasonable search for SNPs. And some of them, so a lot of the DNA is just junk sitting in the void. So you get uh, a bunch of these SNPs, um, Figured out, you know, they say, all right, so what's what's the uh, what's the letter that's in the slot there? You get four choices, obviously, uh, and then they'll send that data back to the company that sent the, that had the sample sent to them. So you get the little mailer. You send the mailer out. That's going either to 23andMe and then over to this company, or directly to that company. It usually goes directly to the company. So 23andMe then gets the data. They do their analysis on that data. That's where you start getting fuckery if it happens, and I believe the I believe it was Ancestry.com. I can't remember. I think it was Ancestry.com. Was it? Ancestry.com has been the one that has been more 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 fucky about these kind of things. I thought it was. Well, I I don't remember. If it was in general, in general, it could have easily been 23andMe. I'm just saying, in general, Ancestry.com is. I would trust them less. So, one of the things you should also consider is that if, if you don't want yourself to be in a database, by the way. Here's the funny thing. You don't really have a fucking choice because if any of your blood relatives, and we're talking uh, well up the chain in your ancestry and then hopping over that notch and heading back down the other leg, uh, if any of them have put themselves into a database, so law enforcement, in the same way that they can go to Twitter, can go to these companies who have obviously monetized this part of their operation. And say, okay, so we have this, we have this uh, sample samples of these people that we want to catch. You know, we have from the we have from the crime scene. We've said, okay, we know this is likely to be the perpetrator's DNA, or at least a person of interest DNA. Or we have this unsolved murder case, and this is the DNA that was inside the rape victim before she was strangled. That kind of shit. Sure. Now, it also could be we have this DNA from some guy's wallet from some petty thefts, and we want to figure it out. They're not, they're not spending money on that kind of stuff yet, thankfully. Yet. You know, could happen. Yeah, exactly. That's the part I don't like. Right now, they're pretty much doing murder suspect kind of shit, which is laudable, but still not quite good enough, in my opinion. So anyway, they go to the they go to the, these, uh, these data repositories. They say, hey, so we've got this information. Can you help us do a search to find blood relatives? They've actually caught a, a decent number of high-profile Oh, yeah, there was one uh, that was murders. actually, as a matter of fact, we reported on that. We did, yes. Yeah, it was uh, like a cold like a cold case, like a 70s case, I think. Exactly, yeah. And They uh, had a little bit of DNA, and they had they found some blood relatives. They found out where they go. They, found, they, they got an, an idea of how they were related to the person who did the murder from contextual information, and they found them. Crazy. 
Yeah, wild shit, man. Wild shit, that's for sure. But, I mean, it's like that kind of stuff. I'm 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 okay with to a certain extent. I just still don't like the idea of them of being you know them being able to just kind of willingly go and violate privacy like that. But then again, I cannot stress this far enough, especially for for a person like me who submitted to the process, read the contracts you sign because that's part of it. Yeah, now, you can also you can say I don't want my data used for certain things. Sure, but the the um, aggregate of the data, the uh, anonymized portions of the data analysis they do can still be used because you're not your privacy is no longer at stake in that kind of stuff. Just to be clear, yeah. The, so really, and I don't know if anyone offers a service like this, but what you would require is an anonymizing DNA analysis company, and I don't think anybody's got the stones to actually well, do something like that right again, now. Again. The idea is that with, when your data becomes part of aggregate and you're no longer an individual in the data set, you're, you're part, you've been averaged into a larger data set and they've abstracted details from that, your privacy is no longer at risk directly. But the drill down that allows people to look at blood relatives doesn't have to get to the level of the individual in order for it to be useful for a law enforcement action like looking for a murder. That's good news for those who want to have privacy and those who still want to try to solve these murder mysteries, fine. That means the person's privacy is still respected by the company. Supposing that, that all that's still, you know, we're trusting the whole process is, is squared away. No one's missed a zero somewhere in the code, right? No one forgot a fucking semicolon. Uh, but on the other side of that, you still have the issue of, of the, the privacy aspect. You know, if they can, if they can, if they can, Get to the point where they've they've drilled down to blood relatives. They don't have to look at you specifically. What if they look at your cousin, and they still end up coming to you? Well, that's, that's exactly what happened in that case that we're talking about because they didn't exactly, have the but, guys. But again, but again, even if if the guy if if the guy who did the murder, what if he was inside the data set? Same exact situation I'm talking about here. But what if you weren't the murderer? They come to you. Which, you know, if you don't, if you'll say, why the hell am I being involved in some guy? I don't know who the fuck he is. I didn't murder anybody in the 70s. I wasn't born yet. That's the kind of thing. That, now, obviously, if you have competent police force, you know, knock on wood, uh, they would be able to rule out dumb shit like that. Or, you know, a person who would be an infant during the murder. Gotcha. So once upon a time, this might have been uh, reasonable. Got it. Right. So. Like there, there's again all all good intentions pave the road to hell, you know. Sure enough, sure. You know. All roads to hell are paved with good intentions. Anyway, the, the, yeah, not all know. of them. Some of them are paved with bad intentions. Let's be fair. Yeah, <laughs> they're certainly plowed with them. Yeah. So again, like the the, the idea here is that you get this, you get the data processed in this one location, and they abide by whether or not you want to keep your sample. And uh, and then they send the they they basically farm out the data to these companies that you've registered with and you. So the the initial investment you pay is for the kit and for the processing at the lab. Everything after that, you know, and maybe like a five dollar thing to go to twenty three me or ancestry.com. Everything after that, where you have like some subscription or what have you, all that is basically the uh, um, the data processing company, not the sample processing company. So 23andMe and Ancestry.com have their subscription models for enhanced analysis, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I think 23andMe actually has that one that's like, uh, this is uh, this is all your health concerns or something like that. They actually send that. Yeah, so, 
So they if have, you so, want it, so the SN- that is. SNPs can give you good information on certain things in terms of health, but you're never going to get anywhere near the depth that a full gene sequencing will give you. Well, so I mean, that just kind of stands to reason. That's one of the... Yeah, and, and for gene sequencing, it's it's nifty. They'll, they do uh, a certain number of passes because it's, it's it is a statistical analysis because um, they, they they have to fragment the DNA. They don't read it in like uh, like Craig Ventner did, uh, where they they just unroll the entire DNA strand and they go down it base by base. Instead, you you cut it up uh, with at certain known locations and then you read the snippets through, and it's it becomes a uh, statistical model. But you can get the statistics to the point where you're confident that like 99% on a per basis a per base pair uh, resolution. So it will give you the correct, you know, to the 99.9% level of confidence. It will give you the correct analysis if you run the test enough times. You run the sequencing enough times. Uh, so they'll do. They market it often as like you know uh, a basis a basic gene sequencing. Uh, super gene sequencing, gene sequencing, and then the the highest resolution gene sequencing. They've they've tiered it already, and so you can say, okay, what's good enough for diagnostics? And then you can say, okay, I want to know every single base pair, every last one of them in my genes. I I want I want to make sure I have exactly what my my DNA says, uh, and that will be the most expensive one. And th- and then we're talking like running the the sequencing. Like ten times, thirty times, and a hundred times, but it doesn't take very long to do it. So it's not like someone's sitting there waiting for hours and hours for this to happen. They can run a hundred samples in parallel pretty easily. It just takes up more of their more of their chip space. Oh, so it's, it's all it's all very nifty technology. And again, the getting you know getting your stuff sequenced, sure. You know I like the 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 one that's that's funny to me. Uh, your blood is taken at birth, by the way, to check whether or not you have certain diseases and to make sure you're healthy. And that sample doesn't go away. So when people say, I don't want my, my DNA stored somewhere or whatever with these uh, these companies, sorry, Charlie, that program has been going on for well over 100 years. Um, you know, you're, you're already in the system, as it were, unless you were a home birth. And even then, if you go to the hospital, you get a blood draw because you're a neonate, and they will check for diseases, yada, yada, and then store the sample. You know, and, and these samples get used routinely with uh, with medical research, etc. So it's not like they, they're always there for forever, but if you're worried about them being somewhere, it is somewhere. And your parents signed consent for that to happen. So that is not up to you. No, that makes sense. That is kind of the way it. Uh, it's the way it's it is. not you up gotta... to you until you're 18 anyway. So, uh. yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that that's really it. That's the long and short of it. Yeah, I mean, again, you can, you know, you can hem and haw about sending your DNA off to some lab to get read and, and data sent over to 23andMe. Perfectly reasonable, but if you're just if you're worried about your data being out there at all, period. You. <laughs> Oh, you know I mean, what? you, you kind of had to be from a backwater area and already 18 showing up in the United States. You know, while we're on the topic of data just being out there, your data, sure. I'd like to make a note that, because um, this ties right back to the Twitter files, and I've also, sure, yeah. I've got a link below to the previous ones, uh, the 
part eight from Taibi because he specifically goes into how other government agencies had this same level oh, of access. And uh, just to be clear, because I did find this, the paper and then I saw that Bats linked it. And thank you for that. Um, I should probably give this a read before the next episode and then give you a better informed opinion because this looks like you have to. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to visit. a couple other things. Absolutely. Certainly, yeah. I'll put a pin in this one. Yeah, definitely. But um, through um, through uh, FOIA requests and access, we yeah. have programs, and I'm just going to read these off of the off of the uh, straight FOIA results, and I'm going to read you the dates. Twitter, <laughs> a field guide for missions, posts, and IRCs. Date yep. five three. 2012. Yeah. Facebook part two, creating and customizing your page, a field guide for missions, posts, and IRCs. Seven twenty six, two thousand twelve. 2012. So I got, I got a question um, before we go too much further. I know you're reading titles and dates here. No, I'm not. That's, that's are, are any of these field guides, are any of these field guides, as they would be for FOIA um, information like this, are any of these field guides made available by publication? Or is it just the title and the date at this point? Uh, let me look. Does it have all 13? Yes. Every single page. Let's dip into the first one. I'll just read the table of contents for official USG use only. Unclassified U.S. Department of State case file number F-2012-29278, document number C0537-1177-2012-29278. September 4th, 2013, for official USG use only, table of contents of the Twitter, a field guide for missions, posts, and IRCs by the U.S. Department of State International Innovation Programs Office of Innovation Engagement. All right, table of contents, the basics of Twitter. What is Twitter? Creating an account. Creating a public profile. Account, password, Mobile, notifications, profile, design, and applications. Verified accounts. Then we uh, go to the next subsection. Navigation, home, connect, at replies and mentions as a subsection. Discover, uh, no bookmarks is defined there. Direct messages, searches, and lists. How to tweet, how to delete a tweet. Twitter and vocabulary, retweet or RT. The at symbol, hashtags. Subsection using existing hashtags. So this sounds using like unique like hashtags. Your, uh, your four dummies guide so far. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's kind of Fair all of that. But I I'm mean, going to be. I guess, I'll but... include the link to the uh, to that FOIA form that's got all of them. Absolutely. And uh, it's got uh, it's one page. It's got the uh, Twitter. Of, I'll just read them off for you for anyone that's interested in looking in more deeply in the related dates. The Twitter guide is a uh, five three uh, twenty twelve. The, uh, there's a Pinterest field guide that is from uh, June 1st, 2012. Facebook Part 2. I will note that we do not have Facebook Part 1, but Part 2 is dated mm. of July 26, 2012. And we have the weekly overview of the Middle East links, which is from that same 
data dump. It stands the reason that part one was probably published near that date. It's a possibility, or it just wasn't re- specifically requested. There might be something in part two Fair that enough. was noted or noteworthy. Then after that, we have a Google Plus, or sorry, we have Google Plus, a field guide <laughs> for missions. Uh, that uh, don't. <laughs> that didn't last too long. Then we have one that is no subject and is 13 pages, is unclassified. The no subject is from Undersecretary Sonnenschein to PAOS uh, cables regarding uh, social media. Okay. Well, either way, I will include a link to that, obviously. But, so, so cables, just for reference, being the, uh, the diplomatic communications mm-hmm. between um, our various embassies abroad yeah. and the U.S. government. And then we have from January 23rd, 2013, Social Media Guidance Cable Number 1, Social Media Advertising. Then we have a Department of State FOIA Log of 2020. Then the Department of State FOIA Log of 2018. Uh, Department of so, State... so just to be clear on part of this also, like a lot of this is going to be innocuous. Because oh, yeah. the government the government has a, a form and a procedure and a process for fucking everything. Um, certainly, but there's, there's, you know, we, the, the thing is to, to separate the, the mundane stuff, from, uh, the mundane bullshit that everybody is going to be you know, like the, the how to for dummies kind of thing, uh, from the stuff that's not so mundane, which is not good, you know, like how to submit a request to Twitter to take down somebody's quote misinformation, well, something like that. Well, right here, we can look at this. We have Twitter, a field guide for missions. We have Facebook Part 2. Who's to say there isn't a Twitter field guide for missions Part 2? Part 3 even. Maybe a Twitter field guide sure. for undercover agents. We don't know. But this, and I'm just reading you off all of these. You can do, please yeah. feel free to dig into them. As uh, the links will be available on uh, all of our things. Matter of fact, I'll just drop the link to this specifically in chat if you're listening right now. You can just click that and go check it out if you like. Yeah. But... With that being said, these are the same kind of guides as, um, you know, those wartime guides like uh, munitions yeah. and all this. It's like, this is You can how buy you... these field guides on Amazon, by the way, like like for the, the military ones. You can buy the old ones on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what were the people in Vietnam uh, getting shot at? What were they reading from their pocket if they had a jam in their gun and they forgot how to fix it? Yeah. Or if, you know, they had to... Create some expedient demolitions. Right. I mean, that's another one. Uh, there is. <laughs> then they just use Army the anarchist guide cookbook of... because it blows up anyway. <laughs> well, no, actually, you'd use the Army Guide of Improvised <laughs> Munitions, which is a guide that's just out there. You can just look it up, and it'll tell you things that you're not supposed to look up. That's do. all I'm saying. No, it's um, not things you're not supposed to do, not things you're not supposed to know. I said things you're not supposed to look up. And that's a debatable oh, thing. Oh, you can look this stuff up. You're just going to be... Oh, no, I, I thoroughly encourage everyone to look all of this up, and I also thoroughly encourage everyone to remember that when I said that, I said to do it for entertainment purposes only. Oh, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing is, and, and I should make this one clear for, to make sure that people get the joke as well. The Anarchist Cookbook, uh, the, the the improvised explosions, explosives section of it is... is hilarious because of how bad the instructions are and, and also some of the drugs can written, get you killed too but yeah if you if you fall well we're not talking about Fikel or, or uh, the other one the second one M- banana uh, peels right 
Yes, chug chug nutmeg juice. Just just chew up a whole fuck ton of them and and deal with that stomach ache. You'll be seeing colors, but you know, I guess the high was worth it. <laughs> but no, anyway, the explosive section is is hilariously bad. If you follow the instructions as written, you will lose parts of your body. And and but like I said, the the funny part would be that if you're in, in Vietnam getting shot at, you kind of want it to go off anyway. Hmm. True. Like it doesn't if you're if you're cooking up some rocky candy and uh, you follow the fucking instructions and wait for it to start turning brown brown, not like you know the first hint of it going off white, uh, and you say do something incredibly dumb like use it over an open flame. <laughs> Are you telling me that rocket fuel and open fire could be a dangerous combination? Well, my favorite, my, my favorite is so. So, Temple of the Screaming Electron was a fun website back in the day. It's sadly gone. Totsy Two came around, and that I think is sadly also defunct. It was an homage to the original Totsy. You can find archive uh, uh, versions of these websites. So, Totsy was was an amazing place, and one of the funniest also, sections the of Rogue it was Science Forum. Another yes. great, great resource. And uh, there are, like you said, there are archives. You can find them in, we'll say, the usual places. You know where to look. So so, so Tatsi's um, improvised explosive section, their, their demolition section, was amazing. And one of the main reasons why is because that's usually where people landed after fucking up from the Anarchist Cookbook. And so they had a, a whole slew of these amazing stories, these posts with amazing stories of people screwing shit up and then going, I, you know, and so now hey, I've actually still got all my fingers, but anyway, well, like, like I said, the rocket candy is a classic cause there's so many of those posts, you know, Hey, I was, I was in the backyard. I had, I had one of those camping ranges. So I went ahead and put it up on a folding table away from the house. As you do poured in the rocket and salt. That's uh, right. The, uh, the, the sugar and salt Peter and, uh, <coughs> turned on the heat and started warming it. The problem of course is to be over, uh, a naphtha flame, so one of those camping jars that has uh, open top, you know, pop open the top of it, has naphtha fuel inside and a, uh, a cloth wick uh, that you can put up and down. Oh, so that, uneven, that sounds completely uneven repeatable and, and very, you know. Yeah, it was a windy that day. So, so uh, uneven heating source because it was uh, uh, basically heat in the very center of the pan and then it was relying on the non-cast iron pan to wick the heat away. Uh, thought that was also pretty fucking funny. Um, not using cast iron for this, which would have more evenly heated it. Uh, it was done outside. It had an open flame, uneven heating. What do you think was going to happen? It went off. <laughs> blew his eyebrow, blew three quarters of his eyebrows off. That's and gave him a pretty lucky. Surprise look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all things said, that's pretty lucky. And and there was a picture of the pan before it went off. And it was, it was uh, grocery store bag brown, hmm. <laughs> which is basically when it should be going off. Which is <laughs> just so fucking funny. But yeah, so anyway, it's the these manuals are out there. This information's out there. Places like Totsi exist. The actual Anarchist Cookbook is always a fun reference to have available. I would actually recommend having a copy of it because it's so fucking funny. Um, and having an Xbox is going to get you in more trouble with the FBI because, you know, they come in and suspect you of being a, a terrorist. The Anarchist Cookbook is going to be the least of your worries because every fucking terrorist has a gaming console. At least that's what they cared about back in the early, 20, uh, early 2000s. 
then it was uh, every um, every suspected terrorist kid. Um, you know, they had a, a chessboard back in the '60s. So it varies from from time to time. These days, it's probably going to be oh, they had a TikTok, which, by the way, might be going away. So it's when possible. we're talking about government devices, this is something I wanted to get to because you know Twitter and Facebook and etc. Like fine. Yeah, any number of TikTok, states actually have already just gone full in. Right, right. So I was going to bring this up specifically. Um, TikTok is a foreign company, mm-hmm. and it's more specifically it's Chinese. Uh, and I don't care that you know by Trump's order they tried to do a U.S.-China uh, split in the company to uh, get around the rules and follow basically to, to come in line with our laws. They were trying to do a split so that there was a China TikTok and a USA TikTok. Problem is same servers, etc. cetera. Uh, and, uh, and lawmakers weren't having it. So the problem arises when uh, U.S. government employees have TikTok on a U.S. government device, not their personal device, but on their government device for non-government purposes. Oh, you mean like so if you without- have a Fitbit and you're uh, you know out exercising in a, a secret and unpublished base? Right. For instance, not so, like that would ever happen. Now it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that explicit, but yes, that that is exactly the kind of stupid we're talking about here. So someone accessing their private TikTok on a public government device, potentially in a secure setting, or having it installed at all on yeah. a government it being device installed in at all setting. counts as accessing. I mean, when we but talk again, about TikTok, for because it is simply. Well, it's specifically well that geo tracks you when the app is not uh, not front and center. Oh, which and we'll does get, I'll get to in a second a for why things too, but yeah, I'll get get to why that's important in a second because it had an effect on journalists who finally cared. Um, but for non-government purposes, is the important thing here. Like you can have an official government TikTok account, which would be on an official government device dedicated to that account, run by whoever is the PR officer in, in charge of that, or, or PR agent, or whatever. Whoever is the the PR person in that department for that device, for that application, sure, you know, and that's that that could be that's as and that can be as innocuous as it sounds. Uh, well, okay, as innocuous as it gets, I'll say. Um, like having a liaison, a public liaison, or a a, a public in, uh, information officer uh, present on an account on a social media platform, that is something that is a positive. That is a reason to have that social media app installed on a government device. That is a public service that we pay for. But if they're using a private account on a public device in a potentially secure setting, even if they're not accessing it, TikTok will geolocate you among a, a slew of other things. And uh, so that finally got several states to pass bans. And there's a, finally, a federal uh, law that finally got passed saying no, not allowed on government devices. I think that's still a, whatever it is. It's not yeah, it hasn't been signed, but it is okay, a bipartisan so bill, and I th- I think it's yeah. made it through it one be. of the houses. Yes, that's it. Okay, so that's what I was thinking of. So it, it passed. It passed the one house, and it's going to the other. Let me see if uh, I can or, get a quick update on yeah, that. But, but the point here is, is so uh, a bunch of states have already kind of passed their own state level laws to do the same thing. That for non government purposes, you shouldn't have it on there. I think that they're doing a blanket ban where for any purpose, it shouldn't be on a government device. Okay, actually, I've got out of Wall Street Journal, I've got Senate having passed the bill and 
installed. Okay, no, it's it's uh, yeah. As of last Friday, it looks like it actually passed uh, both houses. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. Hopefully, it doesn't get pocket vetoed by the dipshit because that would be really bad. And I, I hopefully two thirds of both would uh, would pass that shit without him. Oh, it's, it's they hit it in the spending bill, so yeah, it's going through. Good. I mean, not for the spending bill. I mean, no, well, actually, but yes. Well, so, well, so the spending bill Fucking may or may not go through. We'll see if anyone has a spine. Yeah. So anyway, the journals finally got hit by this recently because China, the China side of operations uh, finally admitted that they had several employees look up data on on journalists. And the way they do it is pretty clever. Um, and by that, I, that's euphemistic language there. Catch my sarcasm. They just had their spies stand next to journalists. And anytime their geolocation tracking crossed, they would be able to say where they are. Hmm. Period. Like just like if they if they if they wanted to know where a journalist was and they had TikTok and it was geolocating, uh, then that geolocating that geolocation data can be cross referenced with a variety of other users and then that's how they can track you. Whether or not you're being you're part of the US network or the China network, because the geolocation data is inexplicably shared. You know now, what? Let's, the Chinese let's, side well, let, hold, on, to hold on one second. One second. That data. Because we need to actually dive in a little bit to this US and China divide on TikTok. Yeah. Because there is one. And I don't think we've actually talked about it. Other people have, but I don't think we've actually gotten much into it. And there's not much to like, get into. Like we didn't go through a whole lot of the history or anything. I mean, we we kind of just, we, you know, we mentioned in passing here that they've they've split the company. And the data on the U.S. side is supposed to stay in the U.S. The data on the China side is supposed to stay in China. But that's not, apparently is not the way it works. The well, Chinese I mean above and beyond that. The U.S. data. Well, I mean, beyond that, too, like in a greater, shall we say, overarching scheme, if you like, what is presented to Chinese nationals on TikTok is not what is presented to American nationals on TikTok. Vast difference. A vast and very noteworthy difference. The kind of content that is presented to Chinese citizens on TikTok is the kind of content that the CCP wants them to see. The kind of content that TikTok presents to Americans is the kind of content that the CCP wants Americans to see. Now, you can imagine moreover, that they moreover, don't have the same this. set of goals for these two Well, it's not just the goals. Society it's sets. the standards of what is allowed mm-hmm. that have crafted very differently. So Indeed. it's not even it's not even what is what is amplified. It is also what will get you banned. That's it's very right. different. You know, you can go with down the the usuals. Okay, so pro CCP propaganda versus anti CCP messaging. Obviously, that's going to be uh, an amplification uh, banning divide. Uh, that's not going to be present on the USA side. Although the USA side, they will amplify CCP propaganda. But they they will not be able to ban you for saying download CCP. They just will not boost you. Period. Exactly that. Though they might, because from what I understand, the uh, the moderation is incredibly capricious. Although no. it is incredibly capricious 
and random, as opposed to on Twitter, where it was incredibly capricious and quite obvious. <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess... I feel like they just don't have the same server space. Very possibility. If they had the same processing power as Twitter, I bet you it would not be a randomness issue. Oh, I'd say there's not a lot of randomness to that. I would say that uh, quite clearly. <sighs> so I still don't think anybody's managed to get through that 4,100-page uh, $1.7 trillion bill yet. But... Oh, my God, no. <laughs> so I hope is, what I would hope is that someone has... We passed that already, didn't we? Oh, yeah. What I was hoping is that someone would have enough of a spine to stall that until the next session starts because all the peons that actually are necessary on the government hill... They well, all still get paid, is, they and then the everyone numbers. else gets paid in another bill that the next session passes anyway to pay all the people who got furloughed all the uh, the missing pay. So whenever we people say, "Well, you know, think about the poor government worker," no, no, I don't think so because they're going to get paid anyway. Yeah, I know they might have like a shortfall at Christmas, and I feel terrible for them, but my government, my problem. They chose to work there, not my problem. True fact. If it was a private company, if it was a private company, I might have a little more compassion at that point. But if it's my tax dollars paying for it, and I don't have a fucking choice on that, then they are screwed. Sad day. Because I have to pay for it, whether or not I like it. Which is just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Well, they're going to get their... Um... They're going to get, get paid theirs. anyway. And that's, that's the thing. And I, like, again, I, I, feel, I feel bad that you know, they might miss a paycheck at Christmas, like uh, like the National Guard that Biden screwed over mm -hmm. uh, with his uh, Ukraine funding. Well, hey, you know, we've um, got to get money over there that so that it can be funneled over to the WF. Which, by the way, if nobody heard about that one, I think that was something that's worth mentioning. Uh, motherfucker in charge did that. National Guard getting screwed on their pay, their uh, pre-Christmas checks, because we got to send billions of dollars over to Ukraine. Yeah. Our National Guard, apparently not as important as the fucking neo-Nazis in Ukraine getting their field day. That reminds me, what was the projected cost of that uh, big, beautiful wall that was supposed to be built on the southern border? Wasn't it like $8 billion, if I'm not mistaken? I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, less than a 20th of what we sent over so far. Huh. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I think it was on the order of a little under $5 billion, yeah. Yeah, how about that? It was uh, only going to be a few billion, and then, uh, you know, it got, ample, it, got, it got an inflated budget, obviously, so... I think the the last projection before it got completely screwed was like twelve, but you know, fine. You're starting to get a little iffy there. Sure, uh, we've only built things like the LHC for less than that. Yeah, you know these these these, these places that that feature the largest temperature gradient in the universe. Uh, conditions at the beginning of the Big Bang, sorry, conditions present during the Big Bang, and um, liquid helium. That's the temperature gradient that was existing over less than a meter. Yeah, yeah. That's and... basically the full fucking temperature of what was happening at the Big Bang versus effectively zero. Yeah, it's funny how that works. And, uh, you know, we've got... We were uh... able to do that for less than a... We were able to do that for less than it would cost to finish the southern border wall. Not to do the entire thing, but just to fill in the gaps. Well, in some small bit of good news, the uh, Supreme Court saved the Biden administration from itself and kept 
Title 42 in place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the funny and the fucked up thing here is they kept the COVID rule. Um, it's, only, it's a COVID-era policy. And it shouldn't be in response to a pandemic. It should be in response to having people flooding across our border. Kick them out. They can wait over there. Don't care. If Mexico doesn't like it, Mexico can keep them out of their southern border, which, thankfully, they were doing under Trump. And then they fucked it up. Well, you know, I've uh, I've made the argument that I think that, you know, if we look at these people as invaders and assume that they are armed and are carrying, you know, suicidally... Look out, uh, they're coming right first. You know, it's like... That, hey, what, how do we know they're not? How do we know you that know, like each and every favorite, one of those individuals is not carrying an incredibly dangerous backpack and that we need to stop them before they cross over that border? They could My be. Hit it on all this was the fucking journalist who tried to assert that it is because the mem- this is because the right, the GOP, are saying that they are showing up, that they are showing up. It's not because of all the fucking lefty NGOs, all those source-funded NGOs. The thing is, I say that out loud, and it sounds ridiculous because it used to be ridiculous, but it's not. Like, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's fucking literally factually true. It's not a conspiracy because they're doing it out in the open. These motherfuckers are paying to send people across the border. That's why they show up in fucking printed t-shirts. Yeah. That all yeah. say the same thing. That's why they have pre-printed signs. That's why they have paid truck drivers that allow them to take up cargo space product would take up. Because they are the product at that point. Isn't that so, funny? Like oh, and uh, just, yeah, to, so the just to, says well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Craig. I need to, I need to add something, a very important note to that as Thank a you. humans as product statement. And that is that <laughs> every female, every female, adult, and, uh, yes, every female, adult and child, everyone will be and raped at least at a minimum one time in their travel from their origin country to America. At least once will every single female, adult and child, be raped. Minimum of one time on this trip. So it used to be that the figure was... One in five. And it's not, it's, it's not, every, it's not every female, adult, and child. It's every adult, female, and every child. It's not just female children. Oh, it's you're right. You're right. Sorry, I forgot how incredibly dark and horrifying it was. Yes, you're correct. Yes, yeah. thank you for correcting you me. You see, the, the the boys that once they get to a certain age just get beaten instead of raped. Mm, true. True. So, so the uh, it used to be that the figure was eighty percent would get raped or sexually assaulted. Then it became about eighty percent would at least get raped, and now it is that. Yeah, that is not a good and now trend. It's, now it's not a matter of what percentage, it's a matter of it's how many times will it happen now. Because now it's a matter of measuring. Okay, so do you do you really think Biden is in charge, Craig? What president is? So they're a figurehead. That's the public face of the government to the to the uh, the international community. That's what the president is supposed to be. Well, I mean, we look at the last president who actually tried to be in charge, and that was fairly recently, and we saw how that played out in Syria. I mean, they hid all of the troops in Syria from the man. Yeah, that's, that's just treason. It is, it is. And they should be treated to a traitor's death. 
or sorry, a trader's reward. Excuse me. They oh, should well, I be. I think the trader's reward. I, I like to get more creative on that one. Instead of just the traditional hanging or getting shot, I think we should send them over to Syria and let them experience one of the explosions uh, firsthand. Yeah, and the maybe. Syrians can pick up their body parts and send them back to us, and we'll pay them for it. Does you know, seem kind of a waste, though. You know, we've got our we've got our Chinese friends, right? And they, you know, they have the facilities already. So maybe they could recycle. Oh, we don't need to. We don't need to participate in a second Nazi regime. Oh no, no, no! We'll we'll send them over there and let them take care of it, just like we do with uh, you know all of our electronics and everything. They're doing it, so we're not. So it's fine, right? I mean, that works. Well, you know, I guess if they put a Nike check on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, this organ is Nike. We have Apple Kitchen. Yeah, this. Yeah, this is not an eye kidney. Foxconn. Foxconn can go ahead and uh, help us out with that one. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And a Foxconn II, you know, in blue, just for you. So, you know, do I think that Biden's in charge? Um, It'd be of the executive branch at most, because let's be real about, you know, our our system is set up so that we have three co-equal branches. I think what he's asking is, does the the Easter Bunny have a greater level of control over the White House than Biden? You know the Easter Bunny we're talking about. I'm thinking that his dog Champ had more control uh, over his own bladder than Biden does over his own hands. Fair. Well, that, I think that fairly clearly answers the question, then. I would say so. I, I still think that Champ took one for the team and uh, and died because the president couldn't stop biting children's ankles. It's entirely possible. You know, he's got a pinch. Hand. Well, like we were talking about before we got on the show, you know, the man himself <laughs> said... He said that he likes to go and force children to rub his legs to make his hair stand up. I'm assuming it's hair that he meant, and that wasn't some euphemism for something else. But anyway, so he's he's out with a bunch of black kids at some uh, some pool, you know, being the rich white man and uh, coming in and, you know, probably sniffing on him, as he does, as we've all seen video of. And, uh, you know, this, uh, this fella comes along, this fella named Corn Pop, he's like, whoa. This, oh, he was a this honky dude. is sniffing up on all my peoples's. I can't have no honky sniffing <laughs> up on my peoples's. And so he gets out his straight razor. He's like, listen here, honky, you get away from my peoples's. Them kids. No, no, no. Biden had the chain. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's, it's important. So to he, the was narrative. Doing, he was, he was uh, doing some 1920s justice. Stuff. Oh, yes. It's, it, well, it's very important to the narrative That's that he has a chain, of course. So uh, Corn Pop, he sees uh, Biden call Biden ordering all these uh, young colored children to rub his legs up and down. And he's like, you need to stop this cracker. And so uh, Biden's like, listen here, boy, I got a chain and I'll put you back in it. If you don't get out of here. Well, you know, uh, you know, being a man of, you know, means and, uh, and uh, yeah. So that's, that's pointing out here. Most damning video is uh, him rubbing his nose in the back of the kid when he thought the cameras weren't on. Oh yeah. He, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's a fucking, so here's the thing is, is uh, now they we will, cannot say that Joe Biden has raped kids because we don't know that there's more than one. We can say that Ashley Biden's diary makes specific note that she is very concerned that she was molested by Joe Biden and that she does not have an answer for that. And then we, of course, have the FBI, who has since that time confirmed that the um, 
that article, or I shouldn't say article, that diary and its contents are confirmed to be true by these federal agents who work so closely. The diary and, and the veracity of the authorship of those contents. Indeed, indeed. So having not that confirmation, we can, again, not say that Joe Biden rapes kids, plural. We cannot say that. But anyway, go ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah this, this whole thing. So like, there's, yeah. So do I think he's in charge? I, I think that that's, I, it, no. I think that, uh, I think Champ was more in charge than he was. Yeah, yeah. It's and a... hey, like JFK, they couldn't, ta- they couldn't stand Champ. So uh, the CIA had him nuked. That's uh, that's, that's how they do sometimes. It's probably true. It's possible. I mean, legitimately, and it wouldn't surprise me. Well, there are those uh, those fantastic ice darts. Ah, Jesus! Sorry about that. You just murdered a bottle on live air, man. That's gracious. Fuck yeah, I did. It felt great. I'd do it again. Back to Will. Ah. Uh, so let's see here. <laughs> Uh, man, there's there's so much dumb shit we could go over, really. But I mean, well, have we got anything we can do like rapid fire, just to keep pace. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, I sadly right. I don't have any updates out of Brazil. I am looking, but wow. no updates is also kind of good because that means that nobody's arrested Bolsonaro. Sadly, it also means well, nobody's arrested Lula or that fucking piece of shit um, Supreme Court guy. But it means that things are progressing. I think um, from my read of the most recent data, it looks like they're going to be trying to dig up every legal recourse they have, which is, to be fair, okay. the best course of action. You really don't yeah. want to step beyond that until you haven't. Any Keep it legal in the courts. That's now, if you have no sure. other options, then you have no other options. That's just the way it is. Uh, another update being the uh, protests well, in know, Iran. Every, uh, Every every communist that finds a helicopter is uh, is one less to worry about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. One way rides. One way rides. So, also on top of that, we have uh, sad stories of one way rides happening still in Iran, but uh, they are not being successful. The protests do mm-hmm. continue. Uh, at least as of a week ago, uh, they're still even protesting in Tehran. So. Things are mm-hmm. going over there. It seems that this one is actually organic and not uh, not glowing because a lot of the shit over there, let's be fair, is our yeah. fuckery. Now, do the people deserve better? Yes. But are we fucking around? Also, yes. Well, you know, the thing is, if we were actually going to... I think it bothers me with, with the Globots going over there and doing shit is they make all kinds of promises of us supporting them, which are never going to be fulfilled. And it's not even like we have regime change, like we, we switch presidents and we switch parties. It's literally they go over there and they lie and say, we will back you. The U.S. government is behind you. You will be provided arms, resources, personnel, etc. They say, all right, let's go ahead and do it. Let's get, let's make this happen. And then, of course, it goes poof. Indeed. And all it really does is make the, uh, make the uh, Iranian government angry at the U.S. government. Uh, unnecessarily. I mean, they're already they already they already chant "Death to the USA" as a, a fucking opener at every one of their parliamentary proceedings. So you know, it's it's a fucking street greeting in the Capitol over there. We don't need to be helping them be upset at us by giving them reasons. 
True. And that's a way to give them reasons. And the worst part is, it's so fucking transparent that that's what's going on that it gives them a reason. Like, there's not a question. It's true. It's true. I guess yeah. another uh, rapid-fire note here of uh, bad, bad news is uh, the Federal Reserve on December 12th launched a 12-week trial of a central bank digital uh, currency. We'll be keeping an eye yeah. on this because it amidst, is literally amidst evil. Projections of, amidst projections of inflation going further out. Right. Just, by the way, that, that's another one of those... Like, I gotta tell you, the Fed willfully fucked over the country in this instance, and Janet Yellen is has her ass planted right in the middle of the fiasco. Oh yeah, that's this uh, woman that's certain. has fucked over every population she has had any kind of governance over via the financial system, and the worst part is. As a reward for doing so, she got more people to fuck over at every level. And here she is doing it to the whole goddamn planet via knock-on effects from our economy. Ah, oh, globalism. Like, it's... Like, interconnectedness is going to have this effect to a certain degree anyway, but, like, the instant, the instantaneity of it, of, of her ability to raise shit a point or, de- or lower shit a point... And just cause market crashes everywhere. Amazing. Like if I wanted to fuck, if I wanted to seriously screw a country, I would put a person as inept as she is in charge of something in it, and just let her rip. That would be a good She's way to do it. And then you know to get someone who gets a. Up. And another another one that uh, would probably be helpful is yeah. to get somebody who's who gets a sexual thrill out of stealing and wearing other people's clothing, you know, in a position of high authority, that would probably be a good way to fuck something up. Oh my God. That guy just, I'm going to steal women's clothing at multiple airports in broad daylight with my face on every camera. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, well, I'm in and, charge and of the nuclear even, policy of the whole fucking federal government. And even having done something like that, you know, it's like, okay, okay, well, that's that's weird. But then to wear those same clothes out in public right. again later. In full view of cameras and broad you, daylight. You, you freakish idiot. You ghoulish like, monstrosity. Here's the funniest part about it, of course, is this person was chosen for their, supposedly, for their intellect, for their brain power, for their knowledge in a field that's very technical and requires requires some pretty significant talents to have competence. Another example of failing upwards, I see. Mm, well, or, you know, perhaps controlled demolition, if you will. Well, again... And if the nuclear industry, so like the fusion industry is finally getting financial push and a technological push that it's needed. This is true. For decades, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is still in charge of fusion, and this guy gets put in charge of the whole industry by fiat. It's almost like they knew that something good was about to happen and they needed to fuck it up. Well, the thing is, like, it doesn't matter. His his position is literally immaterial 
to to the pro the progress that's going on right now, as it's all privately funded, and the NRC doesn't really have any regulatory power over it until it becomes commercial. Because there's like it it's it literally boils down to can you can you possess in your in your in your company at any given time like a gram of tritium? Yes, because it's literally not regulated. It's not like it, it, if you possess something that is of such little significance that it's it's publicly regulated elsewise. Like you don't need to file for a fucking app or anything. You just use it. You know, until the NRC gets upset at you, and and right now they're too busy saving face over this dipshit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... like the only thing you'd really need to talk to the NRC about between all these different facilities is obtaining helium three, which is so scarce on the Earth that you need special privileges just to get access to what we've scrounged up. The vast majority of helium three that's that's present has been produced in nuclear warheads slowly over time in the stockpile. Now, don't I remember hearing something about there's an effectively infinite amount just over top of our heads? Yeah, that's the fun part, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's not there's an infinite amount. There's tons, literally, of it up there, where we have a grand total on this planet, like, around a kilogram or less. Like, half a pound, like, a half a kilogram, yeah, so about a, about a pound of it. Yeah, there's that. There is yeah, that. so a couple grams, a couple grams of helium three, as opposed to a couple grams of tritium, which is produced all the time, uh, all over the place. Uh, a couple grams of helium three is is still fucking hard to get. Yeah, kind of. It's really expensive, and it's really hard to get, and it's regulated because of its scarcity in this country. You're basically going to get it from the federal government, who uses their own national labs to harvest it uh, or produce it. And it's really hard to get here. Yeah, yeah. On the moon, uh, over billions of years, helium three has been deposited by solar radiation and cosmic radiation, largely from solar radiation. Well, I, I should have been more specific locks. when I say directly above our heads. I meant the whole yeah. thing. But no, I, to say that specifically, literally right over our heads, a place we've been to and are planning to go again soon. <laughs> Has well, you know, lots maybe of that's very of important mission. resources. Just FYI, maybe that's part of the mission going back. Just uh, letting you know now that's going to like Artemis is op an operative platform now, which is so amazing. The actually the Orion project is finally happening, which is huge. Again, again, we're talking when we talk about billions. The uh, the, the federal government spends half a percent of its budget on NASA. Yeah, if and we if is, we turn things that the I, DOD I the and NASA around, America would be the most powerful nation. In like NASA, NASA innovation has not slowed down despite the policies that have been pushed of recent years. Like, just imagine if we were throwing the money into these future technologies that we throw into $300 well, toilet seats. What do you think a country that continues to pretend it's uh, an emerging economy, a third world emerging economy, uh, and retains that WTU um, trade status? That WTU sounds like the kind status. of place that would uh, definitely uh, want the kind to, of capital uh, they have to put into things like this without having to worry about the fact that they have to 
make something of it later. Well, you know, they've actually got a really sweet agreement uh, that all the way up until 2030, they won't have to worry about cutting back emissions. As a matter of fact, they're going to be going up. Let's just be fair. They got a they got a sweet deal out of that. So until 2030, they can just raise emissions as much as they fucking want. <coughs> because they care so goddamn much. And well, then the after, and then by 2060. Same deal. Yeah, I believe that. They got this. It's it's the it's hilarious that that's also overlooked. We've harped on it in the past that uh, that China uh, doesn't have to slow down their acceleration. They they have uh, they agreed that they will stop accelerating their rate of growth of CO two emissions. That's that's and now uh, mind you, that is if you give a fuck about CO two emissions. But I mean, this is kind of a point we need to make because a lot of people seem to seem to say that they give a lot of fucks about this. Paris Accord. Talking about the Paris Accord, and the USA is the only government that has actually stuck to the Paris Accord, like properly stuck to it and reduced their emissions. Yeah, to our detriment. So by innovating around it, we we didn't we didn't decrease our economic activity either. We might have decreased the extent of which it could have grown. Sure. But our economic strength did not decrease due to decreased emissions. We innovated our way around it and turned it into a new economy. Several new economies, actually. We turned, we found a way to not only monetize it, but to also take it, take advantage of it, and increase our economic output. That's fucking awesome that that happened. Proud of us to do that. We did that. In the, in the same agreement, we we uh, um, we did that under. Basically, everyone else made promises that they a didn't keep and b wouldn't have mattered very much in the first fucking place. Or the one actually, that the only other countries on that you can countless countries you can actually say followed their own agreement are countries like China and India, who agreed to do fuck all until twenty thirty. And again, this is a non-binding agreement, non-binding. Um, oh yeah, it's uh, a gentleman's agreement. Uh, treaty. Yeah. So, so nobody's actually like later on when we say, "Hey, you didn't follow it," um, you know, after the Great Battle of fucking Taiwan, uh, when none of this will matter anymore in the first fucking place. Uh, later on, they'll be able to say, "Hey, you, you didn't follow your agreement." And they say, "Well, we didn't we have to. We, we followed the letter of the agreement, which is we didn't have to do shit. Uh, we we threw our we we put a paragraph together because." We had some high schooler uh, who was panicking, trying to get an A. Um, we gave him one and said, "Hey, we'll take your uh, last high school paper and throw it into the agreement." And hey, none of you guys looked at it. it it's it's it is it is such a shit. Like we were able to follow through. We were able to follow through and do the job. If it was a binding agreement, we would have been just fine. No penalties, no sanctions, no nada. If we wanted to make other countries do the same thing, and it's been around long enough that there's been revision periods, we should have, in a revision period, said, let's make it binding, because we were already on track to be within our agreement, as it was. We should have said, everyone's doing okay. (laughs) My favorite would have been the countries that promised to do jack-all. We said, all right, everyone's doing okay. We're all doing what we're supposed to. We're all following our agreement, right? You know, or those of us who are, let's go ahead and you know leave out the other people because fuck them. Um, let's all agree that it's now binding, and that there will be sanctions 
and fines and et cetera, et cetera, if we don't follow through on our obligations under this agreement. Oh, oh that, man. That, that brings something to mind that I might otherwise have forgot, so I do want to mention it sure. in regards to sanctions. Uh, Vladimir Putin has just recently uh, issued um, a uh, presidential decree, and that is that no oil or gas will be sold to any country that institutes a price cap. Good job. <laughs> Good fucking job. We paid for that. Yeah, we're still paying for it. We're going to be paying for that for another 100 years. Yep. Maybe uh, maybe Just after for today, that, Ukraine could start for, thinking about uh, could start thinking about maybe prepaying some of it. Well, here's, here's what I said to someone recently. I said, well, so I said to someone recently was this, that, you know, we're already paying for them. We're already defending their, their fucking sovereignty um, to the point that, that we own them uh, militarily and financially. We can go ahead and offer them the vote if they uh, go ahead and pay taxes at this point. They may as well be another fucking state. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, I like hear all these people to, talking like, about we it. Can, we, and... can split out, we, can, we can even split the baby, give half of the Ukrainian sovereignty to the EU, give half of it to the U.S. It's stupid. Like, I understand the idea of having a buffer state between the Western powers and Russia. That's well, the basically USSR. why Ukraine is permitted. After all, I mean, because uh, as we know, NATO well, sure, was was created to fight against the, the USSR, of course. Well, I and mean, let's also be honest here that the ex-KGB agent in charge of it is basically still part of the USSR. Like, that's what he wants to, to, to turn Russia back into. I don't think so, but I do think that I, they I, would I'm, like to reclaim some of the lands that were theirs. Yeah, you know, were is the operative word there. No longer. That said, there's a number that, um, you know, there's a very yeah, fair argument sending, to be made that uh, they are sending Russian. Your ethnic Rus- sending your ethnic Russians in to then hold referendum as people who just invaded the land surreptitiously and say that it was always theirs and they are always there uh, in the first place. Like, you know, that's going to work up until the Polish border, even though most of Ukraine used to be Poland anyway. Or, you know, we can look at... You know, if you want to go back to those ancient... borders, then you guys are already overstepping. You know, just stop while you're ahead, Putin. You already got you already got Crimea. You already got uh, Donetsk and Luhansk. Well, that's the you, thing. You... He's been willing to stop while he's ahead since February. Just, yeah. there's been a... No, sorry. I think but that was... See... A... Sorry, April. Not February. My bad. But you see, there's April. some catches on that, aren't there? The catch being that they have to admit that the lands are Russian. And uh, that's a no-go. No, it wasn't at all. That was totally cool, and Zelensky was completely fine with it. And then Boris Johnson said, no, you're not completely fine with it. You're going to tell them no. And then he told them no. And now a bunch of innocent Ukrainians are dead because of the West. Well, let's let's keep it clear. It wasn't just Boris. It was also idiots like Merkel. And Madeleine Albright. Let's be fair. And Madeleine Albright. Mm -hmm. And Victoria Nuland. You know, I mean, if we're putting out blame, we need to put it where it where it lies. And on that note, as a matter of fact, what an excellent segue. I wasn't even planning on that one. But on that note, uh, we have updates to the Nord Stream pipeline attack. And sadly, oh, based on uh, the reporting out of the uh, Central Intelligence Agency-owned Washington Post, wherein they lie about democracy dying in darkness... 
The headline is, No Conclusive Evidence Russia is Behind Nord Stream Attack. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we take into account the leaked uh, communique that uh, showed, you know, Vic, uh, what was it Victoria Newland? No, it was Madeleine Albright. Madeleine Albright connecting with uh, one of her uh, uh, subordinates in uh, Great Britain. Yes, subordinates. That's correct. Because subordinates take orders and follow them. Uh, went uh, went ahead and checked in, and they said, yes, it's done. They said, yes, it's done, of course, immediately after the attack that uh, the uh, Polish MEP said, thanks, America, about. And the one that uh, everyone in the world blamed on the U.S., which it looks like. To be fair, actually, it wasn't us. We ordered it, and then Britain did it for us. But it wasn't us. So hey, I guess uh, I guess uh, we got a little bit of a Pontius well, Pilot. Here's, uh, here's a question. Here. Here's a question. Uh, did they use our hardware that we had loaned them, or did they use their own? I believe it was a Poseidon missile, so it would have been our hardware. But you know. Oh, whoops! Oopsie poopsies! Something. Something didn't sit right with that one, did it? Oopsie doopsies. Oh, like, and oh speaking, well, in a roundabout way, it might have even been our pilot, but we, you know, we, we told them to do it. Right, well, you know, liaisons, whatever. But in another oopsie moment, our friend Sam, the bank man himself, well, it seems that he's been a bad boy. There was right, a small fee that was put on to him, a bail or something like that. This is like two, three, four, two hundred fifty million dollars. You that know what I would have, have uh, set his bail at? I would have set his bail at three or four times the amount of money that he supposedly stole. Yeah, right. Well, ten times because oftentimes you know you can bail out on ten percent. I was, I was, I was trying to be like you know something that would be a little more palatable to the general public that supports this dumbass. I know it's hard to believe, but it exists. And a lot of them are journalists. When do you know it? I don't know if those count as general for, uh, public. I think those might fall into the that same. Work for, uh, well, come on now. Do they have pub- they have public offices. Journalists that work for certain uh, certain uh, uh, creatures, the critters, if you will, that live in a, a bicameral chambers. Okay. You know, Maybe. it's it's. It's kind of kind of nuts, but uh, they are from from the people. Uh, you know, might be certain subpopulations of sub people, possibly. You know, um, subterranean. But yeah, so, something that would uh, keep them from all screeching out at once. Uh, ten times, sure. I think that's 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 uh, the engineering approach where you go for orders of magnitude for a control system. Uh, absolutely, I'd go for ten or a hundred times. Yeah, um, well, you know, for safety's sake. Yeah, exactly. I want to get a uh, I want to get a safety factor of at least two. But yeah, but this 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 dipshit. I can't believe I I knew, I knew he got pinched. I can't believe I let this fucker out. I would have set the bail so high he'd have to give up every dollar he put in and every dollar he stole on the other end of it, and then <sighs> some. Yeah. So he had to take out a goddamn loan. And then he'd have to go and ask the people he financed to get in the office for some fucking money. Oh. I would love to see that one where they all have to turn around and say, oh, no, no, you already helped us. You gave us the money. And the worst part is that asshole is financing both parties. Yeah. So, you know, again, well, we were talking well, about no, both no, parties that's being not a true. problem earlier. That's, that's, 
Oh, you, I know you that kind that was, of that simplified that. Thing. He's actually only funded the Uniparty. I mean, if, if we're being honest here, he all of that money went to the Uniparty. It went to the D members and the R members. Exactly. Now, that said, there are, at this date and time, eh, it weighs a little bit heavier on the D side. They, uh, The Uniparty's got, well, a, big, the o- got the over- a big D. What can we say? There's a big D so contention uh, in the Uniparty. The overt public spending is largely Democrat. Uh, like, we're talking 99%. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is not to excuse through, Cocaine Mitch or uh, subsidi- you know, any of these people either. Through subsidiaries, through, through subsidiaries, money went to the Republicans mm-hmm. through basically other companies that were set up. So, another company says... We work with the Republicans. We would love to have a donation from you to continue our work as a private company for the Republicans, which does not have a spending limit. Nope. PACs are very interesting that way. They are very interesting. Because if you are financing this private company, which does not have a sole purpose, and I'm not talking about just PACs, which does not have its sole purpose the financing or furthering of a campaign, then... It is whatever the agreement is between the two of you. Well, that too. uh, Well, I mentioned PACs specifically because a lot of those can be set up in such a way as they don't fund a specific campaign. And even with that level of vagary, they're allowed just... They've got a a lot of room to move. A lot of fucking room, you know? Yeah, so that's, that's what they mean by dark money is not being directly paid to the campaign. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. to the, or to the political action committees or campaign, whatever the fuck's. Sure enough. Sure enough. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope that the FEC um, comes down on these motherfuckers for it, too. Like, I bet you that they didn't dot all their keys. You know, I thought they didn't dot all their eyes across all their keys on this one. Oh, undoubtedly. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, I was going to bring that one up. Thank you for, for throwing that in the show ideas. Um, go Oak, go Broke had a, a fantastic year this year. And I want to point out something here that before I get directly to that one, I, the funniest thing ever was that today, just today, not like this year, but today, Tesla's stock was down by like 0.11% or whatever the fuck it was. You know, it took a little bit of a beating. Oh no, what are Tesla bros going to think now? Uh-oh. So the, the, the liberal outpouring was, huh, huh, go woke, go broke, huh, right guys? Isn't that funny? You know, look at Tesla. <laughs> go woke, go broke. It's like, okay. And yet again, we are reminded. We are reminded that the left can't meme. It's get woke, The other go news broke. that came out within days of this, which is what Bats thankfully provided to us, Hollywood lost more than half a trillion dollars in market value in 2022. 2022, $500 billion down the drain. Market, now keep in mind it's market value, so it's it's uh it's it's floating market, so it's not like it's uh so if you take the naive market cap, it's the maximum price times the depth of the market, which is gonna overshadow a lot of price gap. So it's not the true market value, but if you do a more detailed analysis, you'll get the actual market value at present. And it's again it's always an estimate. But again, lost five hundred billion dollars. That's probably off the naive market cap. 
Yeah, well, you know, as he says, this is, this uh, is, as Bat says in chat, that's, uh, that's 500 major the, blockbusters. That's the worst performance since 1974. Yeah, so Bats is right, back in the 70s. 1974. Worst performance since just after he went off the gold and silver standard. Well, all I can say is those are amateur numbers, Hollywood. I want to yeah, see... Gotta, I want to see that state... <laughs> Just build a wall around Hollywood and push it off into the ocean. Or set it on fire. I would be fine with that also. Which you know, I, hey, if they don't like oil, if they don't like oil, we know where to put it. Over the wall with a match. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. I would like to see it continue. I would be very oh. happy if every Other industry fantastic. in Hollywood was destroyed. Other fantastic news on that front. Other woke companies, similar treatment. Gillette, remember that fucked up commercial? Guess what happened to them? It was no longer the best a man you can get. Sorry, fuckers. I will say this. And it sucks. In that I listen to a lot of radio. I like their deodorant. They've, um, they've changed a little bit. They've got a, a man's razor now for your intimate parts. Oh. Which I you guess know, they, uh, they 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 know their audience. There's something there's something to be said about being a neat and tidy person in that sense. There's something to be said for that. But if your woman's coming to you and saying, "I want you to shave it," I think that you could make the same argument going to your woman and saying, "Hey, just out of the blue, <clears throat> shave all of it." Like you could say, "Okay, let's talk preferences first, and then we'll talk about what's acceptable in terms of cleanliness." You know, but if your woman comes to you and just says, "Hey," Let her rip. You have to get rid of all the hair down there. I want you to be a, a fucking Olympic swimmer. Well, you know, <laughs> low drag is low drag. What can I, you say? You know? hey, like, even with Olympic swimmers, like they go, they go margin inside the uh, inside the suit and they stop. Well, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm no Olympian, so I wouldn't be. Uh... I would be outside of my realm of expertise if I were Just, to you know, say. having spoken to some swimmers in the past, collegiate level, not, you know, so we're not talking boys swimming team here, we're talking about men's swimming team. You know, having spoken to several in the past, like, they, they, uh, if they're taking care of their business, this was, that was how I found out about it, not from another cheap jokes that I heard later. Uh, it isn't just all clean, it isn't just Ken doll down there. They, uh, they go in by a margin and then they stop, just like the ladies do. Yeah, well, there you go. I guess uh, I don't have a good, again, uh, if, like, hilarious clip for that. I was hoping I did, but there's something to be said about cleanliness. You know, I think that that if you're, you know, same way that men have underarm hair, women have underarm hair. You don't, you know, the feminist route is to let it go nasty and disgusting, whereas the uh, mature person's route is to say, okay, you do you. I have this preference for you. And then to not have it be a fucking jungle in there. That's kind of a men thing, too. Like, you're not supposed to have a horrible, fetid jungle sticking out. Mm, no, no. All I'm that gonna, means is I'm use some shampoo that. down there or something, man. Well, I mean, yeah. At the very probably, least. You should probably be washing pretty thoroughly. That's that's kind of a given, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, is that true, Bats? Is that really true? Is Hollywood oh, less shit. than a hundred fucking billion dollars? Well, you said Do not tempt industry. me 
He said movie industry. Well, that's, that's not that's Hollywood. bigger than Hollywood. And, like, but it doesn't include all of. But it does not include all of Hollywood. I want the entire fucking shit stain covered up in whiteout. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I, I, just, I see little like, value. Like, get out the turpentine and clean the fence. You know. <laughs> well, either way, though, that uh, that brings my heart a little bit of joy. That's a that's a nice little piece of news. Hollywood is. I'm just absolutely getting hammered. Oh, what happy news. I bet They've... that also doesn't include <laughs> Amazon's production studios or Netflix production studios. It probably doesn't because uh, neither of those are. Well, so the movie industry is different from them. The movie industry <coughs> is different from the production industry. Okay, so film industry, that's that's more general. Now, that having been said, blah, blah, blah. We have seen some very interesting things. Uh, now, this is kind of outside of our beat, but since we're on the topic, we might as well go ahead and hit on it real quick. Sure. And that is entertainment. So, up until just recently, there was this Witcher show that people seemed to really like. Oh, yes. And it had a pretty big-name actor that liked the source material. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill on the, on the Witcher there. And he was assisting. He wasn't like in production or anything. He was just, you know, a fan of the series and a star of the show. So he had probably at least a little bit of an outmoded say than, you know, some random. He had some clout. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to listen when he says. And from what we heard in some of the background, um, apparently they didn't like that at all. Because they wanted a well, very that was different. A, that was a thing that got me to watch the show in the first place. Back when season two was still like coming out, was I heard that not only did he, as a fan of the books and a fan of the games, get his dream job of getting in there to be the guy in the first place, but that the director listened to him when he had criticism of the story writing. When he said, hey, so this dialogue doesn't match the character when this scene doesn't match the character, or I'm not going to do this because it's so fucking non-canon. The director said, you know what, let's talk about it, and they came to either a compromise or a resolution, and they got the job done. I thought that was brilliant. That got me to watch it, because I, for the first season, I said, I don't want to watch this shit. Um, and I, I know uh, my my uh, uh, my friend Lisa on, on Zatwaters, um, one, of the other, uh, one of the other original Goddard's crew, is a super fan of books. So, if it got any of her sign of her sign off, you know, any of her approval, that was basically going to be like go to on that to start with. Like she, she loves the book series, and that's that's. So she said it was okay, and this was one of the th- things that was brought up. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot, and it was okay. Like it wasn't, it was like it, it it was clearly non-canon, but it wasn't like so ridiculously in your face. Like there are some there are some characters that were changed for woke points it's like okay i'll get over it you know whatever i'm I'm here to watch the show entertain me at least and it was entertaining and then of course comes the the hemming and hawing and backtracking and and rewriting of history after he says enough of this shit i'm done and then they fire him because you're not you're not quitting you're being fired and that was a bad move, because for one, it uh, developed a lot of fan enmity, and for two, yeah. it freed up 
a powerful agent. And that powerful agent, being free, moved on to something potentially much more interesting even than the Witcher franchise. Yeah. And that is him already having close ties with the people at Games Workshop. He has cemented those ties and will be starring in and producing a 40K-themed show that will be airing on Amazon. So, so not only has he jumped ship there, he's uh, yeah, he's gone to the enemy. Now, well, here, here's something I'll say to that uh, before we go too much further: is that Games Workshop has is such a fucking paused enterprise that I, I'm surprised they gave their sign off. But are they but, really though? The, yeah, they are. Uh, what the makes whole you say Adeptus that? Sort, the whole Adeptus Soratos, the uh, the canonical uh, female. Uh, counterpart to the Space Marines, uh, mm-hmm. the Adeptus Astartes. The Adeptus Sororitas is basically a fucking uh, relic of history because they decided to uh, they decided to retcon in female Space Marines, which don't exist. Uh, when did this occur? Shit like that. Uh, this was uh, last year or year, whatever. It was within years. Mm, nope, that didn't happen. That's why I ask. There was there were asks for that. There was the uh, usual suspects. So they, they, there's other. There's so, screaming so games for it. Workshop. Games Workshop has gone down those kind of roads before. They have, that's, but they have shut up very quickly because so anyway, each time they attempt. Now I, I actually do need to get into this because yeah. you know I'm a 40k fan. Sure. Actually, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. I appreciate well, I 40k. Say, I am a Necromunda are. fan, but right. with that being the case. I do follow this, and that is, every time they've tried to uh, kind of take steps down this road, they've got uh, such a powerful fan base that also spends money that they haven't really been able to do so with it. So, obviously, they are a company, and they are in gaming. They are a cultural cornerstone, if you like. So, obviously, they will be targeted, much like Hasbro, much like Wizards. Of course, you know that there are employees in there who, let's just be honest, they hate the company and they hate what they produce. But they want to be in cultural control, so they're willing to work at these places that they hate so that they can control it. But they have failed at Games Workshop because every time they've tried to implement this, it hasn't gone through. Point here being that these kind of franchise branch outs are golden opportunities to these parasites, and that's what makes me worry. True. I have seen that they've had they had uh, some good um, uh, cinematography staff come out. What was it the director uh, was was a, a good director? The fact that uh, Cavill is going to be producing it mm-hmm. um, that that gives me hope because if he's the one producing it, it's his word that gets the job done. Well, you know, uh, and, instead and of us he's having... He's a fan, so he'll actually get the shit done. Well, exactly. Good. Instead of us having a uh, Kathleen Kennedy moment, you know, we've got somebody in here who not only knows the material, but genuinely respects the source material. Yeah, he's a fan, which is good. He, he like, wants it to succeed for fans. Absolutely. And, well, the reason I, uh, I bring this up, too, is that... Uh, Thankfully, I can 
pretty much recount everything that you've said bad about GW. Anytime they've tried to go forward with this, it has fallen on its face. And the only female Marines that exist are uh, creations of, like, one of the Chaos guys. They're, like, some sort of perversion or some shit. But uh-huh. with that, every everything is actually still the same. It's grown ever so slightly more inclusive, but in a 90s way, not in, like, a super-paused, disgusting modern way. So... Fingers Sorry crossed. Enough, I see a fucking female space wolf. I'm gonna sh- do something mean. All I'm well in that case. All I'm gonna say is that you do not need to follow uh, Ari 01927202 because he does really, really good fan art of things that are absolutely heretical. Yeah, uh, good artist though. He does cool stuff. He does 40k stuff, but like feminizes Look, the characters. Look, like in- interpretive non-canon art, I'm all for it. Do it as much as you want. Please do more of it. Nah, no, it, I'm just saying you it's know, fun stuff. But that being said, Games Workshop is actually the original. They're very protective of their uh, intellectual property, and with things having maintained through all of these assaults, as it were, and with a man like Henry Cavill taking the reins of what is probably going to be their biggest commercial endeavor outside of the the property itself, this could be a way to cement it into its understood form, into that grim, dark 40K that we know and love. Maybe. Uh, But then again, it's going to Amazon. And Amazon did Lord of the Rings. So... Yeah, so... uh, We've we've got to be mindful. uh, Another thing on the... uh, On the the Witcher front... Yeah, it's the Witcher... The next season. Yes, yes. There's a there's another season coming. The origin, the origin season, which oh well, yeah, a, not even talking about the next season that's coming. Yeah, the one that just came out. It's uh, <laughs> it's not very well received, from what I understand. It's got well, it was, see, uh, the, there's a couple numbers I saw floating around, and I haven't checked the Rotten uh, Tomatoes site because I don't fucking care as much uh, at this point. It's it's below fifty, which is where it belongs. Low twenty, which is where it belongs. But oh yeah, it's like I, uh, I think on the tomato meter had like thirty percent, and that was from the like critics, and then it's like single digits from. Uh... It's, it's eleven or eight percent. Those are the two numbers I saw on the uh, on the normie side of it. The uh, the tomato side of it, I, I think that was yeah around thirty percent or so. And the funny thing is, it's the same thing that happened with all the other woke shit that fails. The reason that it's so low isn't isn't just because the critics didn't like it. It's because a lot of critics didn't rate it. Because oh, yeah. when they don't like something that's woke, instead of blowing the reputation, so the newer critics have to rate shit. The other, the older critics, the you know mid-career and, and later career critics. Well, let's let's be honest here. You know, once you get past a couple of years in the in the field, everything you know. So once once you're cemented in the field onwards, you don't have to rate everything. You have to criticize everything. So for a lot of this stuff, this this these shitty disasters that get published, you know, into the, into the scene, they don't have to rate it. So they don't because otherwise they'd have to say something that, that would make them look bad because it wouldn't follow the narrative. So there's also, so not only is the rating low, the number of ratings is low on the uh, professional side of that. And then you have the public side of it and nobody likes it. Nobody like the, there are people who probably went through the first couple seasons, and the only thing they noticed were the people that were uh, were race swapped or gender swapped, and that's the reason why they kept watching, because that gave them some sort of special fee fees. Those are the people who are the eleven or eight percent. Like that is, 
and, and that's still overcounting them. There are probably some people who are just fucking incapable of comprehending the difference between source material and this new shit that they're watching. Yeah, that's fair. So it's it is okay. So blah blah blah. Hype you guys up, Blood Origin. No, I'm not gonna watch it. I already know it's gonna suck. Just, just don't do that to me. Yeah, I, I actually, I don't, uh, I don't consume <laughs> modern media, so it's not something I'd be interested in anyway. I don't 44 like. Forty-four seconds will change I, your minds about the show. You'll race to see it. I know you're bullshitting me. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be. Uh, I just wouldn't want to. Oh, oh, oh! I saw this already. Yes. Somebody the ten the reasons idea why that... you should watch. Ten reasons why you should watch the Witcher Blood Origin. It's because they've got like a trans midget or some shit like that. It's fucking stupid. They don't talk to you about the show. They talk to you about the actors. Like, there's no reason. Like, they don't give you a reason to watch it. Like, it's it's no wonder nobody wants to see this shit. No. no it's like, no. oh, you poured your heart into it by casting a person who's half your height. Oh my god, that tells me so much about the plot, the writing, the character. Huh. Oh. Well, I've got a bit of interesting news. Yeah. Eric Spraken or Spreklin has uh, been reinstated. I don't know exactly when, but I think today. Uh, just to note, that's the uh, general counsel for um, Project Veritas. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So um, every Veritas yeah. account, by the way, is now reinstated on Twitter. And every Veritas employee yeah. who was banned has been reinstated as well as of today. Fantastic. Now, what about all the other tens of thousands of people that he promised to get on Twitter? I have mentioned it on numerous occasions. I wait still for the great amnesty. There's any number of people who are still being fucked over by the system because of this, too. Uh, like, I, like I said at the beginning uh, with the update of my, uh, my Dublin friend, you know, because yeah. their initial account is still banned under all of this dumb bullshit. They're able to say, well, you know, you're banovating. And, well, it's technically true, even though that initial account will be restored because they did nothing wrong. They just happened to piss somebody off who knew somebody at Twitter. And so they pulled some strings. So, yeah. Yeah, so so I'll say this, uh, especially for the people out there who might be uh, subject to mass uh, report brigading, as I've been before. Um, <coughs> now, I didn't... I didn't mention it as part of my, the appeal that got through that one. But uh, one thing you should do, especially if you have no reason yet for the reason you got suspended, submit an appeal and wait it out, and then they'll probably send you back saying, uh, blah, 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 we're not going to reinstate you because insert dumbass reason here. But then you'll have a reason. You then appeal that, and to get around any AI moderation that's going on in the background, categorically deny the specific accusations that are given to you to force a fucking human to look at it and then include that you want your account reinstated. And if you were subject to mass flagging, this is the important part, say so, because that is now explicitly against terms of service. If you organize other people to go and flag someone to get them kicked off Twitter, that purpose only, not because they broke the rules, but get them kicked off. That is against TOS. That is targeted abuse. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of something. I'm not going to get very specific. And there are people out there who do that dumb shit, and I'm glad this is a a thing now. 
Indeed. Fuck each and every one of them. Indeed, indeed. And on that very specific note, uh, there was a release, I think today or yesterday, by a super fan of the show, Lucas, who had said that they are very regretful of some of the actions that they had taken in the past, that those actions led them to a feeling of great loss. And, uh, well, how about that? Must be like that postpartum uh, depression that they're never going to feel. Yeah, yeah. How about that? So, um, you know, hop on back to your bedroom there, Lucas, and um, you know, you do your thing, and we'll uh, we'll do ours. Yes, uh, Lucas John Roberts. Fuck you. Yeah. So live your live on. your regretful life, and go on. Enjoy with your groperoids. So, uh, with that, we've got uh, another little tiny piece of news. That's uh, not news at all. Just somebody bothered to go through all the data, and yeah, ivermectin works just fine. Uh, the data is sure. strong, supports it. I'll throw I'm a link sure it's below. Exactly in the, uh, I'm sure it's exactly in the conditions that we specified it worked for. Uh, actually, we it is this. apparently a little bit better than some of our caveats, but being that we do try and be an honest science show, there are a lot of caveats because we wanted to be honest. Well, I think it's, be honest. it's pretty clear. Pretty clear what. The important thing is, it's earlier is better. If you take it prophylactically, it's even better. Yep. But the important thing is that you take it early when you become symptomatic. The earlier you take it, the more effective it is at doing its job. Sure enough. And I still main, I still maintain that if you combined ivermectin with a protease, another protease inhibitor, you would have synergistic action, and it would actually be far better at far lower doses. Which is, by the so way, the not... Paxlovid. Avoid Paxlovid. That is uh, it's very like remdesivir and directly attacks DNA. So get the one from uh, Pfizer. Wait. No, that's the one from Pfizer. Get the one from Moderna. (laughs) Which is funny because the Moderna mRNA thing is more dangerous than the Pfizer mRNA thing. But the Moderna oral tablet is significantly safer and probably more effective because I no. haven't heard about any of these weird relapses that we hear about with Paxlovid. With Here's the, what I'll uh, say this also is, uh, is it's not something that's, that's done in clinical trial. And I certainly wouldn't take this advice from a stranger, um, but it wouldn't be. So this is why I would, you know, the ultimate end of this is always, as always is going to be talk to your doctor. If this is ever an issue for you, but it's not an unreasonable ask when you are in the clinical setting with your doctor, if you have COVID or you, you suspect you do and, and you're trying to get treated for it to request both ivermectin and the other, uh, and the protease inhibitor from uh, Moderna, the oral tab. At the Let me same get the time, name of that, by the way, because it does completely escape me. I'd like do. to include that in here. Because again, you know, there's a synergistic action and again, the reason why I would bring it up with a doctor is because they will be able to tell you, you know, yeah, maybe that seems reasonable or no, you ninny hammer. They've, you know, they've looked at this and it's a bad idea or with your, you know, your, your high oh blood God, pressure. No, and no wonder I forgot whatever. how to say this thing. That's a mouthful. Molnipiravir. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's easy to roll off the tongue. Or Legevrio, I guess, is the, the name they're actually going to trade it under. Okay, that's rememberable. But do not get the Paxlovid unless you're wanting to treat AIDS. I, I'm being honest. 
Uh, do go well, for the uh, mind that, uh, again. The, the mechanism of action here is going to be fairly similar in that it is. Or also, if if line. you're going to die, and it's like, listen, you've got this thing. You're probably you're in like the top five percentile. You're going to fucking die if we don't do something. I wouldn't even go that far. I think this, the thing to really hammer on here. Yeah, and, and and I do feel for for Liz's situation from before, where she mentioned that without us, she would have known certain things to bring up with her doctor. The reason that we bring some some of the stuff up is to talk to your doctor. I would say that you know it's not do or don't; it's talk to your doctor, but do bring it up. Absolutely, absolutely, and be honest about your concerns too. And that's yeah. where you're going to learn a lot about your doctor. Because if your honesty about your concerns causes some sort of very strange reaction in your doctor, you might consider getting another doctor. Because if they're unwilling to entertain now, your concerns, however legitimate or illegitimate that is, they are. That is key there. It's not that they ultimately agree with you if you have an opinion, or they ultimately disagree with you if you have an opinion. It's whether or not they're willing to entertain the discussion to arrive to their opinion in contrast or in uh, conjunction with yours. And the key point to that is two words, informed consent. Yeah. At the end of it, it might be that they get frustrated. They don't have enough time to talk to you. And they say, look, here's the prescription, fill it or don't. Uh, And that's basically where it comes down to you wanting to use it or not. At that point, you're fully within your rights, by the way, to go talk to another doctor. Mm -hmm. What you shouldn't do in general is go and talk to doctors until they agree with you. Unless you know for a fucking fact that you are right. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that you are, to be fair. But, yeah. Well, it's just, again, doctor shopping in that fashion has a a good chance of getting you harmed rather than helped. Well, that's what... if, if If not from your own hubris, then from the delay in treatment. Well, I can get where you're coming from there. And two, you've got a bit of a confirmation bias point. So, you know, if you get if you get some quack who's just willing to give you whatever you fucking want, you might have ended up with some fucking pain doc who's just one of those guys that writes a prescription for whatever the fuck you tell him as long as he's getting paid. And that's not necessarily what you want when you actually have legitimate concerns exactly. about your health. Now, if you don't give a fuck yeah. and you're just trying to fucking find a pain mill, I guess fucking whatever, go, go ahead and do you, but... Yeah, yeah, I've got my blessing. That's dumb. <sighs> right. So the, the the point here is, you know, it's your doctor's supposed to have that conversation with you, the patient. Uh, you know, you get your fifteen minute slot or whatever, so you use it economically. But at the same time, they're supposed to be there for you the entire time, uh, not having their head on the next patient. So use that time effectively, and if they aren't entertaining your concerns because it is your health you are talking about, then you need a different doctor. And again, you shouldn't just shop around willy-nilly just to do it. I mean, there's, to a certain extent, sure, but you shouldn't just do that if you have something that you're actually concerned about because the delay in treatment could be harmful. Um, especially in the, we're talking about ivermectin here, the delay in treatment is a very important factor Absolutely. And whether, whether or not you have a positive outcome. Yeah, despite what some of these studies do show that later on using it does help, the sooner you get it, um, like, it just it, like we were saying, and just it, like we said so many gray. times before, the sooner you get the treatments in that can do the work, the better. 
I mean, the same goes if you're going to choose one, uh, one of those other protease inhibitors. The same thing is true of them. You know, Moderna or Pfizer, which, whichever one, um, getting them into you faster means they have less work to do to help. So, same deal. And again, I, 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 in my opinion, is that if they did a clinical trial, they could find a way to reduce the, the drug loading significantly because... We well, actually, yeah, we talked about this. Before. If they were using the two of those together, yeah. that would be... They, they have an amazing... more effective. A seemingly amazing synergistic effect. So I would love to see a clinical trial of that. But again, ivermectin is generic, so they're probably not going to lunge for that. But, you know, the thing that it could do... It would be a it would be a novel formulation, which is patentable, which means they could do it, and it would make it would give the bang for buck on the the amount of stuff per pill so much better. Well, not only like, that, they could, could make could, a fucking mint reduce. on that. If you can do like half your yeah. pill is this cheap as shit ivermectin, and you've just got a, a teeny baby dose of your brand new one, and you've got, uh, I mean, you're gonna make hand over like, fist kind of money. Imagine. Imagine if you only needed 10% because of synergistic effects. Imagine if you only need 10% of the weight you're putting in it before. Uh, you now multiplied your stock by 10. You can sell 10 times as many pills for the same upfront cost. That's 10 times the profit on the same upfront cost. That's the kind of scale difference that might be possible, and that's that requires a clinical study. It could also be it could also be just a factor of two, or you know, but any factor greater than one on that is an increase in your profit. And it's probably going to be greater than the cost of a trial because you've already proved that ivermectin and these other protease inhibitors are safe for humans to use at such and such doses, and you're talking about using lower doses. The FDA loves those kind of proposals because everything's already done as far as the safety side of things. You basically go directly to phase two, try to figure out how to dose it. Yeah, truly. Like they, they, I mean, you have to do some phase one work, but it's accelerated, and then you do a phase two slash three, and it's they they love those because they're so easy to do on their end. It's a thing they can check off and push off the desk quickly. You know, it's also possible that it could be horrible for you and and cause damage and all yada yada. It could be it could be the end of the world if you take both. Who knows? This is why I say talk to your doctor because they might have a better idea. True, and a valid point. So, yeah, it's it's it, you you need to be careful with these kind of things. Certainly, it's this is it's not a personal liability reason that I say talk to your doctor. First and foremost, it's so that you don't fuck yourself up trying to listen to some generic advice from a dumbass on the internet. Mm, yeah, I mean that uh, that's strong advice. That's pretty much what we've said all along. Even if uh, you know, maybe um, well. I might be a little bit more keen on being willing to drop a doctor at the dime. So, having seen some of the well, uh, I mean, things they've been up to of late, but that's yeah. you know that's kind of a personal choice. Now, as we like to close the show out on good news, and we should too. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's one. It is. It is. I've got something uh, reported out of Reuters here, and just. Plain old good news. It's um, it's from the 23rd, and believe it or not, the Biden administration of all fucking people, who knows who pulled this fucking trigger, but they have said they're ordering MasterCard to stop blocking the use of competing networks to process debt payments. 
good. That's probably because they want to be able to get their debt payments. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> they want to get that money. But in them wanting to get their greed to flow, that actually helps us all. Avarice abound, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird situation, but it's a win for us because MasterCard, they kind of hold all the cards. And this is a step in the right direction. On MasterCard's networks. Yeah, well, it's their it's their payment processing networks, and that's how so many people get deplatformed and demoney, oh, yeah. as it were. So opening this up, even the smallest bit, that allows an avenue, you know, and if nothing else, that allows multiple smaller avenues for well, multiple smaller individuals, if necessary. Here's the thing: is if they want to be a platform, they can be a platform. If they want to be, uh, if they want to have. Uh, this woke bullshit policy influence, then they don't get to be a platform. I think that's the way it should end up being. And, you know, the market has an answer for that, and that's unfortunately several other companies with, with similar policies. Um, and that can't go on. Now, it's, that said, uh, it's ridiculous. we do still have the, the whole bullshit of ESG and yeah. um, uh, what's that fucking other one? DEI. Uh, or DIE, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusiveness, but not that one. Yeah. Uh, not that one. The um, oh, Operation Choke Point. Oh. We still have the uh, Leaving for Operation oh, right. Choke Point that have to be dealt with that allowed things like uh, MasterCard to code stores as... Uh, or the more recent updating where they've come up with their codes for gun stores and they're just declining payments to this store because this store sells the kind of goods we don't approve of. So, you know, that just yeah, opens you know, opens that up a bit. So this is a funny thing is um, the adult industry has had to deal with this kind of shit for forever uh, from, from basically the right uh, of the political aisle. And they have, you know, they have their ways that they've figured things out. It's actually, it's funny because for a while, some of the content you couldn't find on YouTube was being published on places like Pornhub, of all places. Uh, which I thought was fucking hilarious, because you see, like, like History Channel shit on Pornhub. Um, they were advertising that they had had to make that move on their YouTube channel. Not that it was, like, a history thing. It was... it was, I can't remember what the fucking content was. It had nothing to do with adult entertainment, say that. Uh, I thought it was, it was fucking hilarious. It was also... It was a stark... Uh, statement on the state of the industry. This was circa 2010, 2012, 2014, somewhere in that area. But mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, the free speech push was being uh, swung around um, with the Republican Congress and Obama in, in office. Uh, there was a lot of grandstanding on that end, and, and part of that ended up being um, some of this, these content uh, creators having to move some of their content to Pornhub. Uh, but it was effective because these uh, adult entertainers have had to basically create their own parallel economy to get around a lot of the bullshit uh, morality-based regulations. And, you know, to to whatever end you agree with the moral statements made, the means to get to the ends were still bullshit, Uh, still heavily curtails free speech and free enterprise is something this country takes pretty seriously. So you're seeing, you're starting to see some of the similar kind of 
dynamic happening now, and we're going to see a similar kind of pen. I, I would predict a similar kind of pendulum swing uh, in the coming um, presidential cycle or two. Well, or this kind of stuff provided, is going to be course, over, you know, be people back are allowed to uh, have their yeah. vote anyway. But sure. that being said, we have some really interesting folks, you know, out there doing genuinely good works. We got a guy, uh, the man that uh, you know, the man with the plan, and that's uh, Jason Pressler. He's he's doing the work. He's teaching uh, sure. people that uh, that listen. This is the new way that things are handled. You know, if we look to uh, old Tim Pool, he'll tell you it's all ballot harvesting. Well, your beanie's a little tight, brother, but you do make a valid point. <laughs> There's, there's more than harvested ballots, but harvested ballots are a very important thing. Tim Pool sliding down the right side of the fence as he desperately tries to hold on to the top of it is just a, a thing to watch. I'm man, they just keep pulling that fence away from him. I, he wants to, he I know, wants to keep, stay there, and they're like, they no, keep grabbing the top and giving no, it a little shake. No, you're not allowed <laughs> to stay here. And it's like, but I want to. I bought my beanie on the top of this fence. Come on, man. But, you know. It's like they hang him by the back of the beanie and he's Velcroed it to the rest of his bald head. Oh, yeah. It's entirely yeah, possible. Yeah, stop he doing might... that. It's like a wedgie. Yeah, he might have woven it in there, too. He might have that thing all like y'all uh, up. poor guy. Knows? <laughs> well, anyway. I think we've covered about all we wanted to really get to this week. There's certainly more, but it's been and we've, like a we've got a week. pin in that nature article, shit. which I'll come back to. Yeah, there's actually uh, there's guess, quite a lot we're going to need to be year. coming back to, as it were, because a lot of things are happening right now. We're going to have to get back to Brazil, Indeed. which is mm, suspiciously quiet. Um, you know, we're going to have to. Uh, there's a lot we're going to have to cover, and things are always getting more interesting. So. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Please do uh, share the podcast with anyone and everyone, because that's how we grow. And, well, you can find my man Craig here at CraigBob99. He is back. You can find me. At, I'm back. I'm at that fake guy, Dan, everywhere except Facebook, because robot lizards are very weird. And, well, I guess that's that. So, everybody be good. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>